You are now listening to Vaulting the Walt, a direct-to-sequel podcast. Down to the sea. We're going down to the sea, baby. Um, first thing, all I want to say is the soundtrack for this, uh, the Sebastian song Slap Hard. Those are the best songs. <laughs> I hate to tell you that those songs aren't even in the movie. Those were fillers. <laughs> in order to what? probably legally sell this as a compact disc for $20. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh yeah, the, here's a shock for you listeners. This week we're doing an episode where the the bit is I don't watch the movie, I only listen to the soundtrack. Not the bit. I can confirm that he watched it. I did watch it, but man, that those Sebastian songs slap. Sebastian singing Octopus's Garden, it's so good. For people who are confused, he does not sing this, or sing that in this movie. In the early 90s, after the success of The Little Mermaid, Disney was really milking it and released a like album that was just Sebastian singing songs. Like I think it maybe had Under the Sea, but it also had like other like ocean oceanic songs or like Caribbean reggae stuff. So it had like hot, 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 um, Ico Ico, uh, Octopus's Garden, um, which I'm impressed that Disney paid for the rights to that. <laughs> Uh, maybe Ringo was feeling generous, um, or whoever. I guess it was Apple Records then. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, but and when um, this movie came out, and they released the soundtrack. Uh, the fun fact: this movie only has like four songs, uh, so they needed to pump the album with some other stuff. Uh, so they just included like the a few songs from that Sebastian album onto the album for uh, this movie, which is. Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea. Down to the sea. Uh, where we go down to the sea. Yes. Uh, <laughs> do you want to do the thing? <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, I forgot we did that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sorry, we were caught up in going down to the sea. Didn't I say it on... Wait, no. Um... I don't know. I just oh. want you to say it today. <laughs> okay, fine. That's fair. Sorry. All right, welcome to. Okay, I shouldn't do that actually. Um, cut that. Uh, <laughs> it's bad for audio. <laughs> welcome to Vaulting the Wall, the direct to sequel podcast. I'm Sam, and I know nothing. I'm Katie, and I know a little bit more. And we're here to discuss those great and many varied direct to video sequels to classic Disney movies. This week, we're taking a look at 2000's Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea, the sequel to The Little Mermaid from 1989? Mm -hmm. 89. Baby, start with the Renaissance. Yeah. Boom! Start of the Renaissance. One of the, one of the better Renaissance movies. Oh, it's up there. I think, uh, I guess Lion King is like my number one, but I think this is like my number two. Little Mermaid is great. Every time I watch like, it, I want to cry. <laughs> If you say I'm horny for lions, Miss Oh, uh, Lion King's my number one. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. I just don't want to. Just don't think of lions like that. <laughs> um, yeah, my number one's Aladdin, and then Little Mermaid. Um, Aladdin's like my third Renaissance. I said this to you before, but that part in um, Prince Ali when mm -hmm. they stop like they start to slow down a little bit and they go prince ali and the elephant comes through the door the first is... doors that's a great that's great 
that moment constantly plays in my head like a little mouse on a spinning wheel. Like that is just <laughs> always <laughs> clogging up my thoughts. That's a good that's a good thing. You know what clogs up my thoughts? What? Um, the opening to this movie. It gets stuck oh, in my head shit. for no reason all the time. I think I'll often try to think how Little Mermaid starts and my brain short circuits and just it goes to how this starts, um, the songs. Uh, <laughs> I love yeah. this movie. Uh, yeah, for if you couldn't already tell, um, this was one of my favorites growing up. I had this on VHS. I think this and Cinderella 2 were the two that I owned um, and that I really uh, played a lot of. Oh, I, I guess I owned um, Lion King 2, but that wasn't in the rotation as much as Little Mermaid 2. Yeah. Stupid lions. Because uh, I was a mermaid kid. I loved mermaids. I liked mermaid media as a kid. So when they were like, oh, we got this second Little Mermaid movie, I was like, sign me up. Yeah. you Honestly, as a Little Mermaid fan, you got a lot of content. Oh, I was spoiled, I guess. Uh, you got I got to go to Ariel's Grotto before they turned it into Pixie Hollow, which incensed me. <laughs> really? When did yeah. they do that? Oh, oh, well, I mean, it's kind of relevant to this uh, podcast, actually, because Disney was whole pivoting to their, um, like, you know, Disney Pixies franchise, right? Like, they'd done the princesses, and that was very popular. So, like, all right, what else can we turn into, like, a franchise? Um, so they turned to Tinkerbell, right? Because she's pretty popular. Mm -hmm. uh, and they t made the whole, like, Disney Pixies things with, like, books and the movies, which Disney Toon was responsible for. Um, and they turned a section of Disneyland called Ariel's Grotto, where you got to meet Ariel in her grotto, in her oh mermaid God. tail, right? Because you can't have, like, Ariel in her tail walking around the parks. Um, right. I think, yeah, I've seen this, I feel like. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. I have fond memories of visiting it and, like, meeting Ariel. And then uh, in between me going to the parks again, they changed to, to, to Pixie freaking hollow, which upset me. Yeah, is it still Pixie? Yeah, I think so. I don't think they've changed it, which is surprising oh. because that franchise, I think, has died down a bit. Um, yeah, but, seriously. Yeah, it was great. You had like Ariel's Grotto. There was like a whole like rock water garden with like a statue of Triton. Ooh. It was great. Uh, and it's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> it's in hell. Um... No. <laughs> I guess I think that was when I learned my, you know how they have like Tarzan's Treehouse too? Yeah. Um, apparently, it, well, it used to be the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse, you know, based on the movie Swiss Family Robinson. Um, oh, and my dad always goes fun. on how he's mad that it's Tarzan. Um, and I was like, oh, I guess this is how it feels to have something in the parks replaced. Uh, I guess that's true. Well, and it's, yeah, culture culture marches forward um, mm -hmm. no, no matter what. Whatever's marketable no. and selling at the time. I know people love Little Mermaid. Like, you know, like it's yeah. That's why I don't get why they didn't change movies. it back. It probably cost too much. I don't know. I guess they have the Little Mermaid ride in California Adventure now. Um, and oh, wait, they do. Yeah, it's a it's a dark ride. So it's just like you know, it's like you get in a little cart and you basically relive the adventure or the plot of Little Mermaid. Oh, um, yeah, like, yeah. And they have that you know? Ursula animatronic. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, that I think that opened in like 2011. Fun fact: I almost had my first kiss on that ride. Oh, but it didn't on. happen. Unfortunately, we got to kiss the girl, and I was like, "Do it," um, but it didn't happen. <laughs> Dang it! Get a uh, get some saucy. That should be on the Patreon, honestly. Um, 
<laughs> the whole Disneyland story. That was a big. Oh man. Um, oh man. Uh, yeah, it's a good. It's a good ride. There was like it was kind of infamous for having um, the one animatronic of Ariel during the Under the Sea um, like sequence on the ride. Her hair. You know that part in Under the Sea where like the fish swirl around her hair and it, like goes up into a cone. Yeah. Um, so the animatronic originally had that. Uh, and everybody was like, this looks terrible. And they, like, people complained so much that they just changed it to her normal looking hair. Um, but yeah, Little Mermaid. So I wonder if they do try to keep uh, Little Mermaid stuff there now, even though that is like, I mean, California Adventure is such a mismatch of different Disney properties. Because <laughs> uh, the ride itself looks out over Pixar Pier. And it's like the only, off the top of my head, it's, I think, the only, um, like, Disney princess property on that side of the park um huh. and i'm sure i'm forgetting something and people will yell at me did you find it that's what yeah, i found it it's yeah it looks weird <laughs> it looks like ice cream it's weird yeah but it's just like surprising that like people come like they actually changed it i don't know i feel like there's a lot of other things can people complain about um that don't get changed but yeah it um yeah that's what disney wants they want it all to kind of mash together so you can't tell what's theirs and what's not <laughs> yeah well yeah i don't know it's just it's it's very much like retrofitting um you know a park that was originally just meant to be california and now you know ip is king so ip is in fact king in. we will um, one day be bought by disney um hopefully yeah. What? What? yeah we will okay. we'll, well be that's bought be by disney <laughs> It's like that community episode where the guy is owned by Subway, so his name mm -hmm. is Subway. That'll be us. I'm Disney, and this is Disney. Uh <laughs> I'm Disney, and I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm trying to think. So I guess before we get into this movie, um, also, this movie, oh, okay, I will say now at the start, at the top. Nostalgia was a big factor. Like I had fun watching this, but also like, uh, folks, this movie isn't it. I will admit. Yeah, I just think I like this was my favorite thing. Um, I like I suggested Down to the Sea is like one of my all time like openers. Like I love the way this movie opens. Um, and then watching it was like, oh boy, a lot of choices were made. Actually, I would say a lot of choices weren't made and things weren't developed. Um, and this movie, I will admit, is a bit of a mess. This one, I have Not one probably, of the better ones. I think I have the least of an opinion on this one. This one's the mm -hmm. one that, like, happened to me the most. Like, I just was like, this is just, like, happening. Like, I wasn't mm -hmm. really taking it in too much. I have one thing about it, kind of. And I don't know if I should say it now. But I just... I could say it now. The animation is weird. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Because like I was watching this. I was like, did Pocahontas 2 and like uh, Lion King 2 look like this? Because this doesn't look right. Something right. feels something, off. Something was off. I don't know what it was. Um, One of the, I guess I can mention this now too. Like one of the very frustrating things about doing research for this is that there's not a lot of information about... Um, kind of like the production or what was cut. I found like one cut song, um, but yeah, there's not a lot of info about like what 
went down. Oh, for instance, this has changed now, um, which is annoying. I'm gonna get why someone took it out. Uh, but the Wikipedia article for this, uh, ahead of before I checked again last night, um, used to have a production section. Um, but the production section was just a line that said, the characters Tip and Dash are very similar to the characters of Timon and Pumbaa from The Lion King. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> Uh, which is not the kind of information I hope to bring to this. So yeah, it's been frustrating and I don't know why. I mean, it's like the same production studios that we've been working with this entire right. time, right? It's Australia um, and two different houses in Canada. So I don't know what happened really. I theorized um, that it looked weirder because I don't know the term, but I know the Little Mermaid was a different animation process from the rest of the Renaissance. So Little Mermaid looks a little different from the rest of them. Yeah, I think I, you're probably referring to Caps um, because Caps was first used with Rescuers Down Under, which allowed for, uh, I think I think it basically boils down to an inking process. So you can yes. color things a lot faster. Um, you don't have to yeah. use, like hand ink everything, which, uh, yeah, I guess that could make sense. But like this, I mean, that's like the feature animation though. Like, and it's not even particularly the backgrounds. It's the way people look, right? Like characters who are yeah. far away look poorly detailed. There's a lot of wonky faces. Um, there's some like, strange things with lighting going on. The uh, lighting all feels odd. It feels yeah. it feels very flat. Like even when things are like at different perspectives or anything like that. Yeah. It just all feels very like flat plane. Yeah, there's like weird shadow like gradients going on. Like I feel like they're trying to play with light but they didn't have the time or the budget. So they just kind of resulted to this thing which looks or resorted um, to this like thing that looks really weird. And there are some parts that look really nice. Like off the top of my head, I can think of two shots from end of the movie which I reminded myself to tell you about that look good and everything else is kind of like, what's going on here? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it, um, especially because yeah. I just rewatched little mermaid. I actually did my due diligence and prepared. Uh, <laughs> and like I, little mermaid looks amazing. Um, even oh, like yes. it, and I kind of like it cause it has like that, Again, don't know the process, but it does have that older animation mm -hmm. um, process, and yeah. I like the look of it. It looks it looks more classic, I guess. Um, yeah. And I think it even weirdly in retrospect kind of fits the tone of that movie. Um, oh, yes, yes, I agree. I, I understand what you mean, and I agree 100%. Um, so then seeing this movie with how it's like, this newer way of animating and also at a budget because it's for mm. direct-to-video just looks off and i didn't know if it was just because little mermaid's so different but it could just be maybe they just and that might be why there's not a lot of production notes maybe this one just they were like we just need a little mermaid too like they're like what do we got what's next what's yeah. next yes I, I mean, like, yeah, comparing it to the original obviously doesn't look the same, but even comparing it to what we've seen so far, like you said, like Pocahontas and um, Lion King, like this is a drop in quality. And it doesn't, it's not like the TV animation um, that looking kind of stuff like from Aladdin or even Buzz Lightyear, um, which Buzz looks really good, by the way. It's just like not as crisp and clean. 
Um, and yeah. I, you know, that might just be because it did get a Blu-ray release at some point, and that's what's on Disney Plus. Um, but yeah, I don't mm. know. It's something off. And I, yeah, it could just be because of that. I wonder if there was some like rushing of production, um, like if maybe they had less time to work on it than the others did. Right. Uh, the I don't, and I also this is all pure speculation. Um, but there's. I don't know. We're some weird shenanigans with directors here. Um, <laughs> so oh. I don't. I'm not saying there's production problems because I actually have absolutely no idea what went on in the production of this. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, someday, someone who worked on the film came forward and said, like, "Yeah, this was pretty crazy." Just because, and this is just a small, very. This is like conspiracy levels of like, I, I do not know. So please do not take my word for this. This is just a hunch. Um, hmm. But the credits on this go directed by uh, Jim Cameron, who would go on to do 101 Dalmatians and Fox and the Hound 2. We're going to have um, to see a few more of his um, he's, films. He's one of our guys. Um, and then it goes produced by and then co-directed by, which I, I understand that in animation, there's often like the director and co-director dynamic where one is maybe like we're looking at different things or kind of like maybe it's like a mentor-mentee relationship. Uh, but that happened. And then also the co-director, Brian Smith, would go on to co-direct the rest of those films with Cameron, uh, except Fox and the Hound, and he also did Tarzan too. But when I was looking for information, I found that in an interview with uh, Cameron, uh, he somebody asked him, like, you know, you co-directed everything with uh, Smith until Fox and the Hound. Like, how, how does it, how was it working alone? And he was like, well, actually, no, Little Memory 2 was all my own. Smith was there for every step, but I'm the only director, which isn't true, you know? Hmm. Uh, like, he has the co-director credit, so I don't know if he's just being, like, semantic, or if... Yeah, I don't know. I I, I could just hmm. be making a I'm sure they're friends, because they did... Or, like, you know, I'm sure they worked together well, because they worked together again. Um, but... Yeah, a few times, but that is an interesting comment to make. Oh, I, I do feel like the, this movie is like underbaked, basically. Wait, you said whoa. What's the whoa? I just was glancing at the Wikipedia here, and this was Buddy Hackett's final film role before yeah. his death in June 2003. Yikes. Bad one to Came go back. out on. Uh, I know. It's it's kind of like a Gene Kelly Xanadu situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. Anyways, yeah, so that's I guess it from the production side for me today, like there's, I don't know, I'm just, I guess we're waiting for like the tell all expose of, uh, <laughs> I'm sure, I don't know, maybe the people in animation cycle or circles know, who knows? Um, this is why we got to talk more about the soundtrack. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Cause it's like the one very good part of this movie. I think the songs slap like that. That's good. You know? Mm, yeah. They're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Other parts. And I think they contain, except for the one, except for Tip and Dash, um, I think they contain like the thematic ideas that this movie does bring up, but doesn't explore successfully. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I one would... other thing we should note before starting in earnest. Um, sorry, um, what were you going to say? <laughs> oh, I just was saying, yeah. Yeah. Um, is that, so this is also unique, this movie, because it's the only time a disney princess has had a child 
if oh. you ignore descendants, um, which I do. Like within the cartoon continuity or continue um, like universe, uh, this is the only time Disney was like, let's give a princess a kid. You know? Huh. And which, honestly, to I feel like it's odd to me that they didn't do that more because that that is such a like that's like just such a thing that kids like they like being like what would happen if this person was with this person like they might not understand what goes into making yeah. that happen but they're like what would the kid look like you know yeah. and i think that's obviously something that's very naturally i mean a lot of uh, this is a after lion king too um another movie in a long line of disney sequels that is like what do the kids do right like after this is um, lady in the tramp 2 kids um hunchback of notre dame 2 not also involves a kid from the main characters. Hundred and animations too, which I guess the kids like it's not Pongo and Perdita, right? It's the kids. It's you right. know, like kids is a big thing, you know. Um, right. So yeah, it, it is interesting, and I mean, I know when I was a kid, like I loved to imagine like what the other kids of the Disney princesses looked like, and I had this like thing in my head where I had imagined them going to boarding school all together. Right. Like, like this uh, is a natural thing I imagined, and I was like, "All right, this person would be nice. This person would be kind of a bitch." <laughs> I didn't well, say and that. That's like, like even I it. yeah. TV shows like there are shows yeah. that are like that where it's like, "What would like? What if you took?" Or um, like I don't know, Clone High is kind of like that where it's like, "Yeah, it is." What if you take these historic people and put them in a high school scenario? Oh, and Disney the... has come around to this with their Descendants fran um, franchise, which is like a decom thing where it is, it is the children of um. Disney princesses and also Disney villains and it's like a thing where there's like a high school where they all go and I think in the first movie they open it up to the children of villains too like it's an integration story oh and there's like the dynamic of like hey your mom tried to uh kill my mom oh but that's live I haven't action seen it. that's it's, dark. yeah I don't I don't I haven't seen it I don't really support it I don't really like the idea of it I'm also salty because I had the idea when I was like seven and <laughs> Speaking Anyways. real quick of mm -hmm. Clone High, I bet. Do, do you love that show as a history nerd? I, okay, I every time somebody brings it up, I'm like, I gotta watch this, and I just never have. And it oh. is entirely my shit, and I just have never seen it. Like I, yeah, I haven't watched it either. Um, yeah. yeah, I just figured you'd love that. <laughs> um, every time some, yeah, like I, I yeah, it is 100 percent something that would be my shit. And I just haven't watched it. I don't know why. Um. Okay, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, but that's I yeah, and I think I think the big reason my it kind of goes with the same like idea I brought up for Goofy is that Disney doesn't want people imagining, right? Because kids imply sex. Um so yes. Disney doesn't want that associated with their princesses. But obviously, Goofy movie that they want you to think about it. That movie <laughs> we talked we talked about it, man. We talked about it. We we did. But it's like, you know, it's the same idea. Like Disney doesn't want same yeah. you know it's the same idea i brought up with like you know why does donald have nephews and not a child you know oh All the but man donald the i'm surprised donald doesn't have a kid he's so horny <laughs> this comes from uh sam just watching uh three caballeros which is disney's uh it's 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 a lot <laughs> i will state i do not support anything donald does in this movie <laughs> he's so he's honest the real project 
he should be locked up for what he does um if i'm being honest he only gets away with it because he's a cute cartoon duck but mm -hmm. if this was a human person they would lock this man up and throw <laughs> away the key <laughs> um yeah anyways yeah no that's just like that's like i guess the the big thing of this movie is that like it's a disney princess's child right and i think it did work because i watched it and i was like hell yeah a child of two characters i love and also her whole thing is that she wants to be a mermaid and that was my whole thing <laughs> when you're oh, a kid man. you're like and you you know you're presented with the ideas of mermaids you're like oh fuck, i want to be a mermaid and that's what melody does so you know it's relatable I don't know if I was presented with the idea of mermaids and I was like, I want to be a mermaid. Um, oh, but I, it, it was very common amongst my friends and girls I know of similar ages, at least. Um, I did love the ocean, despite yeah. also having an intense fear of the ocean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like Ariel in this movie. Yeah, pretty much, honestly, because like I'm always like the the ocean's scary. It's never ending and it's full of weird fish. <laughs> 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 that is kind of that is kind of Ariel's reasoning in this movie, you know, never ending, yeah. very big, full of uh, scary fish women who want to, to kidnap my child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, should we get into it? Let's dive I mean, in. Let's. Enough, um. Wait. What? What did you do at the start? <laughs> down to the sea. Let's go down to the sea. Yeah. Okay. okay. This opens um, very similarly to, well, I mean, it's, okay, I, I guess we can bring this up now. This movie's doing a lot of, like, little homages to the first movie, right? It's like, Little Mermaid opens with a seagull. This opens with a seagull. Um, <laughs> <you know? laughs> That's it. That's the end no, of the connection. No, no, no. But there's a lot of, like, similar shots. Like, there's, when you first meet Melody, which is a bit ahead of time, she's, like, doing similar, like, head movements to Ariel. Um, she does, like, the flipping out of the water thing, like, ariel does you know like there's a lot of like similar or like mm. at one point ariel says like you directly disobeyed me which is what triton says to her um and i think you know obviously they're doing this on purpose however i think that combined with the plot of the movie has resulted in this movie's biggest criticism which is that they were just lazy and just did reverse little mermaid yeah and that's kind of you know, with the lack of production notes, makes you wonder if they were stressed for time and they're like, I, I don't know, she wants to go into the Reverse water. It. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah. And it, I mean, even when I was a kid, I was like, wait a minute, this is just the little mermaid, but opposite. Um, <laughs> like, it's very easy to pick up on. Um, and I think there are like little like glimpses of ideas that you can explore in this movie that you couldn't like because it's like riffing off the original idea you can explore different things particularly like the mother-daughter relationship um right. but it, they don't do that like they're just like there for a second and then they don't come back to them which is annoying and this movie is also on the shorter side like we've been getting a bit longer run times um and then yes. this kind of goes back to like hour 10 um mm. which is disappointing it, it is interesting i think like the literal dynamics of how everything's working is just reverse little mermaid but it is a little different in that this is more like um well i guess uh, little mermaid's also like teen outbursting but this one's more due this to is like, like a different style of teen outbursting though yeah <laughs> it's not for um, it's not for i don't know not romantic oh i mean yeah. i guess little mermaid also 
is Ariel's desire to go to the human world isn't initially just because of a man. It becomes that, but it, you know, she just, she's like, they're cool. We should hang out with humans. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think there is some more justification for Ariel not wanting Melody to go into the ocean. The big thing of this movie is just miscommunication because yes. she, she often happens. With, she pulls um, an Aladdin. She doesn't tell her the truth. <laughs> yeah. Often um, happens with parents and kids. 12 year old right like i feel like making melody 12 and not like 16 was smart a for appealing to kids like me and yeah just mm -hmm. like a, a slightly different dynamic of like oh my parents don't understand me you know yeah and i think that is what they're trying to do here with you know ariel's now the parent and now she understands triton's pain from the first movie she yes. has his daughter she would do anything to protect her um including like cut herself off from her home of course, the issue is that she doesn't tell Melody this, and that's where the conflict lies, because Melody also has this pull to the sea. Yeah, and it's in this opening here, they set up this idea that this is the first child of both sea and shore. Never, and what is I, There's never been before a child born of sea and shore. Yeah, and I wish they dove more into the politics of that, you know? I think we could yeah. spend another... Um, no, but, like, genuinely, honestly, that is an interesting thing you could connect. Like, there's a little, there's people... a little interesting things here and there that you could poke at a little more. You could poke at that more. You could poke more at mm -hmm. Ariel's fear and her being a, a parent herself parent, now. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, 100%. And I actually, I did... Some like just reviews on Letterboxd and like from around the internet I saw were people saying like, oh, I'm from like a mixed race family and this was resonant to me. You know, the idea of being like half mermaid, oh. half human. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that is something that could have been developed that would have been beneficial. Um, yeah. And I get I, yeah, we should start. So this movie opens. Um, this is maybe my favorite Disney sequel opening, except Lion King 2 is pretty good. But like this, I love this. <laughs> Lion King 2 is definitely my favorite. I yeah. That song slaps um i think if you ask me like a year from now like what's your favorite like you know this is like at the top of my head at any given moment and if i thought about it more right. i'd say lion king too but like this is you know bam down to the sea basically i don't know man return of jafar those uh horses, horses. <laughs> who are you michael eisner um <laughs> work for eisner they work for me um yeah uh yeah so basically it starts um, we see the seagull, it's flying over the land and then it flies over the sea um, and we hear some singing and it's Ariel and she has this little baby and it's, Melody's a baby is very cute. It's, um, it is very cute. It's a, it's a baby. Yeah, I mean all baby, all Disney babies, Disney knows how to make a baby. Um, <laughs> 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 oh no, I just realized how that sounds. <laughs> oh no. Crap. Anyway, well um, <laughs> She's buying a baby. I don't know. She's cute. She's singing this lullaby, and the opening line is like, "You are my dream, my darling." Like it's basically Ariel being like, "I'm a mother now. My child is the most important thing in my life." Um, you know? Yeah. I think that's good. Um, that's like a little quiet moment. There's this part where like she stands on the edge of this open window in the boat that really freaks me out every time I see it because I'm like, "Girl, you're gonna fall." <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the big reveal like it she kind of does this like big song like uh, down to the sea I, I just think i really like the song um and she's singing like you'll always be a part of me and like it zooms out or no she always her one wish for melody is that she'll always like 
be a part of the sea, basically, or like that she'll appreciate the ocean. Um, and it zooms out and it, we hit the rock or the boat doesn't hit the rock, that'd be bad. But like, there's a wave that hits the rock that Ariel does her big thing on from part of the world or part of your world. Right. Um, and it, the title reveals. Uh, and the music kicks up a bit and Eric comes in and he's like, girl, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, which um, Eric is being voiced by someone different in this movie. Yeah, it's noticeable. <laughs> it's very noticeable. He sounds like Yakko. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so he's yeah, he's being voiced by Rob Paulson, who we've encountered before and who is like just a man who has voiced has done so much work. Um Yeah. He was PJ and Goof. Mm-hmm. Carl um, from Jimmy Neutron. Like he's done everything. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in and he's singing. So he could be like, you know, he's singing, but it is like you can tell it's not him. You're like, whoa, where what happened to Eric? You know? Yeah. I'm sure he's doing his weird. Best, but they knew i i think they probably obviously knew they didn't have the original voice actor back so like they have him do like the minimal amount that he can but it also kind of makes it feel like he's like uh doesn't care about his kid that much because he's like just not around that much or like we'll get to it very soon but like the the whole like seek the first sequence where we meet morgana he's just kind of standing there and you're like shouldn't you be um i don't know doing something and, and I he killed Ursula in the first right. movie. Yeah, he's doing a, the most in the first movie. Um, I don't know why. The, Eric's first voice actor, Christopher Daniel Barnes. I don't know why he didn't come back. Like, you know, something Jeremy Irons, right? You're kind of like, okay, you know, he was probably busy. You know, he didn't have time to do Lion King 2. Um, even right. just for like a quick, like, one-off line. Um, but like, you know, there's always like the people who don't come back to these sequels who you understand why they didn't. Um, but I don't, he's not, you know, he's not like a Jeremy Irons type, so I don't know why, and he was like a voiceover guy, so I'm not sure why he didn't come back. Do you back. think, this is a genuine question, do you think as phone technology has gotten better, big actors will do literal just over the phone voiceover more now, so you can get bigger names back for like little quick, like section, like little quick, like just one-offs? Do you think that's I'm a sure possibility? Especially with the pandemic and how that's changing production stuff i'm sure if they haven't already they're probably i'm sure like sound technicians are working on getting better sounding quality from phones or you know like this like we're we're not with like we're recording in two different rooms right now i'm sure you can tell but like we're not professional sound editors either we're sure there's a way so yeah i mean i can see it i just even wonder like 2000 to like now because like 2000 phones like (laughs) forget about oh, it like it would right. sound terrible yeah no i mean possibly yeah i mean if disney was still making sequels but they aren't i mean they are but they aren't you know <laughs> yeah they're not um, doing them like this our podcast has a pretty definitive end yes. um so yeah jody benson's back too but yeah rob paulson comes in with eric and he's like girl we gotta go they come out to like the wider ship they're casting off. It's like, I don't know, I just really like this song. They're saying, you know, we're going out to the sea um, because Melody is presumably a newborn and she's meeting mm. all the fish. She's meeting her granddad and her aunts. Um, Ariel's coming. <laughs> and then we cut we cut under the sea and um, Sebastian is there and he's like, Ariel's, or all the fish are whispering that Ariel's coming. She's coming back. Um, and sebastian then takes up and he's like yeah you know like ariel melody or he says actually he says ariel's melody which is i think clever like that's the point right ariel loves to sing her daughter is called melody 
They're like, they're yeah. one in the same. Um, again, there's like some similar animation stuff happening. Like when we get the kind of like reveal of mermaids under the water, it's very similar to how it looks in the first movie when like the mermaids are revealed. Um, yeah. Uh, oh. There's more singing. Uh, Triton comes up. All the mermaids come up, you know? It's great. Brian, Triton's voiced by the same actor, isn't he? Yeah, Triton is, yeah. I, I believe so. I think he is, and it, he just sounds off. I don't know why, but he doesn't sound as, like, bombastic as he does in the first one. I thought he sounded the same. Um, let me just double check real quick. It is, yeah, Kenneth Mars. I don't know. I thought it sounded weird. Um, I mean, he. I, it has been, like, 11 years since yeah. the first. He's, he's older, so... They might have uh, done some effect stuff to yeah. on like when he's underwater. Too. Oh, that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, he meets Melody. It's very cute. He like runs his hand under her chin. I don't know. I just yeah. always like the way that looked. Um <laughs> he makes he, a, he's a good a good sorry. granddad. He's a good he's a good granddad, you know. He's a he was a good dad, even if he was a bit harsh with Ariel, I think, you know. He's just trying to protect her, which we'll he's learn. A single about. father. We'll learn about in the prequel later. Um, a single father with how many daughters? Seven? <laughs> yeah. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Talk about a last man standing. <laughs> <laughs> and a whole ocean where they can swim and get into trouble. Um, yeah. Uh, we also see Flounder, which interestingly, in this, like, the first, the little quick thing we see of Flounder here, he doesn't look old, right? Like, he looks like normal Flounder. Because um, yeah, spoilers... They show him later, and he's older. He's <laughs> older, but, and that's the 12 years later. But even, like, when we see him a little bit later, I think after the whole fiasco happens, he is in his, like, older body. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is interesting. Um, anyways, yeah, it's fun. He makes a rainbow like he does at the end of the first movie. It's great. Um, and, you know, uh, they talk, and Ariel's like, this is my daughter. I love her. I want her to be a part of the sea. I can't wait for her to, like, meet mer people and, like, be a part of my family and stuff. And everybody's really excited. Um, um, because as I said, there's never been, not ever before, a child born of sea and shore. Um, sorry, I just, I like that. That was a good, I like that line. Um, <laughs> yeah. and Triton gives Melody this locket with her name on it, which is a, a seashell. Um, mm. and when you open it up, it shows like this little floating seascape of Atlantica that like moves and it's really fucking cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, but then, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, it's, um, uh, it's Morgana. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, uh, is, uh-oh, tentacle. <laughs> sister? What, what? What? She had a sister? Yeah. We had a soundboard. Um, we could do a bunch of, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. But as like they're you know they're having this lovely family moment and then all of a sudden this tentacle just comes out of like bottom screen right and grabs Melody <laughs> and you're like wow yeah it, it's kind of <laughs> I don't I don't I don't like children in danger it's scary <laughs> yeah yeah because she and again like this the villain in this is like there's a lot of holes right okay so we should talk about the Morgana of it all so Morgana is Ursula's sister um hmm. she is also like a octopus lady except this time she's skinny yeah uh and her whole thing she's voiced by the same actress pat carroll um so there's that she sounds just like ursula um 
And her whole thing she is that does. Ursula always overshadowed her, that their mother preferred Ursula over her. Um, so she yes. wants to prove to her mother, who I assume is, it's, it's weird because she's like, you killed my sister, but also I hate my sister. I'm going to take over the seas to prove that I can be better than her, you know? Yeah. Some conflicting motivations happening. She takes, she has Melody and she's kind of like tormenting people basically. She's like, give me the trident. Her plan is to take the baby and force the trident, basically. It's a pretty run and gun plan. Yeah, it almost works. Um, before Ariel basically, Morgana's like on the side of the ship. Um, Ariel de-escalates. Ariel rightly is freaked out because, you know, when she last ran into a giant octopus lady, it didn't end well. Yeah, no. Um, uh, oh, that's right. Sebastian, Morgana appears and Sebastian gets like the throwaway line of like, Ursula's crazy sister. Um, and Morgana, yeah. I, I, okay, also, Morgana says like, you all shish kebabbed her. <laughs> Relating yeah. what happened to Ursula at the end of the first movie. Anyways, we also yeah. meet Undertow, um, who is her shark buddy. She says, hey, one gosh, second shark. you're, you're alive, next second you're sushi. Um. Yeah, she says, you're shish kebab. She says both. She says both. Okay, my bad. Sorry. I thought, oh, oh, okay. Egg, egg, egg. Okay. Um, <laughs> and during egg. this entire time, like, Morgana is, like, monologuing, and Eric's just standing there. <laughs> and finally, it's Ariel who, like, takes the sword from his scabbard and, like, cuts the rope that she's hanging on. So she kind of starts flinging around. And then Eric, he's in the water. And, you know, Eric does eventually, like, use a rope to swing and take Melody from her. Um, yeah, get a, get his child back. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Morgana also has these mana rays, who we later learn are called Cloak and Dagger. I guess they're supposed to be the eel monologue, uh, but because we have Undertow, they don't do much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, so Eric gets Melody back, uh, Triton zaps Undertow to where he's small. Oh, that's right. Is Does Undertow almost eat Melody? Yeah, and Triton like... shoots uh, undertow of his mm -hmm. uh, Triton and turns him into like a little minnow, basically. Tiny he's fish. still a shark. He's just like tiny. Yeah, he's still a shark, but he's just like a little. Like a he was size. massive before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then but before they can do anything to Morgana, she kind of like starts swirling, and there's a bunch of like I don't know ink, I guess. Uh, and she says, "You'll never get me as long as I like am in the seas. Your daughter won't be yeah. safe." Uh, which is like the uh, thing for the rest of the movie. Um, scary. Ocean scary. Uh, correct. So Ariel, I think kind of accordingly, is kind of like, well, I don't know. Basically, Triton, Triton says, like, you know, we're sending out all of these people to go look for her. Um, but Ariel makes a decision then and there that until they can find Morgana and, you know, get her under control, um, she won't let melody know about her heritage and that she, and or like in the sea basically and she gives the locket back to triton triton yeah which um, you know like obviously like they're it's like you were saying like um like mixed mixed race uh children that that's like a thing sometimes that you could touch on more of mm -hmm. like forgetting your heritage um, and it's also ariel giving up her because she also says like i can't go back into the sea either like, you know, yeah. Um, which I think from the fur we get from like this meeting, I get the sense that like, there, you know, there's gonna be a lot more like weekend visits between the two families. 
uh, which isn't going to happen now. And like Ariel was obviously very excited to share the Mer world with Melody. Um, yeah, it feels kind of like it, it feels like like Little Mermaid obviously is a movie about like um, kind of rebelling and following what you want. And, and also it's a romance. And it feels like in this movie, because she's older, she's like, well, you know, I can visit my family too and still have this other life that I wanted. Um, she feels more like, I guess, more like evened out about it. You know, like she, it yeah. seems like she's like, yeah, dad, turn me into a mermaid here and there and I'll come visit you guys and bring right, my, and that's, my daughter. Uh, yeah, I have questions about that too. Um, which will... Uh, I will address at the end because that's when it becomes important. But yeah, and you know, I, she says like, this is the only way. And I was like, oh, is it? Like there are some like questions, like surely you could work out like a, a buddy system or something. <laughs> um, yeah. Or like she can't know about mermaids. And you're like, does she not have to know? Um, Doesn't wait. everyone at this point kind of know? That's another right? okay, that's, thing. Yeah. The king, like everybody on the boat, like it wasn't just Ariel and Eric and like the people you know, running the ship, right? Like it was a lot of people on the boat. Um, and yeah, presumably after a giant sea lady tried to kill Prince Eric, the kingdom would maybe yeah. have an idea too. Um, but uh, from what we Especially see with stuff, later. With stuff like they talk about, like a little later, um, some like kids are making fun of Melody because she talks right. to fish, and it's like, right. Ari like you all know this. Like Ariel's right. like a fish woman, right? Right, correct. Yeah, I, I again, I don't know if it's like the adults are like, we just won't tell the kids, or like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I guess yeah, um, we can get into the yeah. So oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, there's another thing where they say goodbye, and Triton does the thing. God damn it! I, I get his name and his like giant fork confused triton tells sebastian to watch over melody so he's also once again responsible for babysitting right progeny of triton um and this is a thing also i, I meant to go back and double check it's implied later that ariel doesn't know that sebastian was there for 12 years you know yeah the all of this is kind of weird because if you didn't want her to know about the ocean, why would you send the crab to talk to yeah. her? Also, and it, yeah, or like she talks to fish. Like this is the thing. Like the kids make fun of her. So okay, we cut ahead to twelve years, and Melody's like it's Melody's birthday. Um, yes. But yeah, it's, she's a bit awkward. Um, the kids think she's weird because she talks to fish, and we do see her talk to fish. She talks to Sebastian. She she can talk to Scuttle. Like yeah, it doesn't just extend to fish. Um, and the kids think this is weird. And I, at this point, I'm wondering, does like, has Ariel, has she never been like, Hey mom, how come I can talk to fish? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, she, and as predicted, she very much loves the sea and she like sneaks out. Oh, and they built this giant wall. That's the thing. They built this giant wall around the palace, which is right on the ocean. Um, so that like Melody can't go swimming. And I guess, I guess, or Morgana can't just like swim up and attack them. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she can talk to fish, and she never questions it really. Yeah, maybe it's like I don't know. Maybe it's like one of those things. I I, I really don't think this movie would touch on this at all. But like, you know, when you're growing up, and you might have like 
dyslexia or something, you wouldn't realize that you're different. <laughs> oh, right. Or like imaginary friends or something. I hate it. Like you could maybe just never realize that like, uh, th like you just think everyone can do that. <laughs> you yeah. Everyone okay. talks to fish, but I, <laughs> this movie's not touching on anything like that. No, it, does, it doesn't have the time to get that deep. Um, uh, yeah, everybody's in the palace getting ready for this um, party they're having with Melody. Ariel's looking for Melody. Um, we see Louis, who is one of my favorite characters from The Little Mermaid. Oh, he's uh, great. <laughs> I love Louis so much. Uh, the chef, he is so funny. Um, uh, yeah, Ariel can't find Melody. We cut to Melody swimming around, which is the one thing she's not supposed to do with a um, fretting Sebastian in tow because she's not supposed to be swimming. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Sebastian has this little monologue about how he's old, too old for this and should be retired. <laughs> yes. Um... And this is a lot of just like Melody, like, isn't she so much like her mom because she looks a lot like her? Um, she seems to be able to hold her breath underwater for a longer amount of time than would be usual for a human. Yeah. It made me wonder, like, is she, like, is she literally, like, half mermaid where, like, she can, like, she has, like, gills, but she doesn't have the <laughs> well, tail? Yeah, I don't, like, she, okay, she talks to fish. She obviously has a pull to the ocean, right? Like, yeah, she enjoys it, um, but, and she can, she's a good swimmer, right? Um, but then later mm. in the movie, there's a whole thing where she might drown, so... Yeah, it, obviously they, she's not. She doesn't have gills, I guess, or however the hell mermaids breathe. I think that's the thing with a lot of Disney is like it's that thing that uh, diff makes Pixar and Disney so different. Pixar thinks about all the things to such an extreme level, and then Disney's more like it's a you know it's, it's a fairy magic. tale. Yeah, it's yeah. magic. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like when you get into sequels and stuff, it makes it all messier. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, well, yeah, 100%. Um, uh, okay, and she's swimming around. She's like, she collects seashells, I guess, and she sees this sparkly thing at the bottom of the floor. Um, and she picks it up, and it's her necklace that Triton had dropped 12 years before. Um, and she's like, oh, this is cool. Uh, at this point, she doesn't realize that it has her name on it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, she swims to the shore, and just like her mom, she remembers that she's late to a party, basically. Uh, but we also cut here to Morgana, who's now living in an ice castle, like an ice cave. Ice castle, ice castle, ice castle, ice castle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess for the last 12 years, she's been just been trying to make uh, Undertow big again, uh, and it hasn't worked. <laughs> it's <laughs> really sidetracking her. Yeah, she shares some of her mommy issues with being compared to Ursula. Uh, but then I don't know how this happens, but she has like a, I guess, I don't know. She's a sea witch, right? So I guess Ursula has a similar power um, in the first movie, but she sees Melody has found the necklace and she's like, this is it. This is my in. My plan can start again after 12 years of waiting, you know? Yeah, which I don't, yeah, I don't get why that had to be the thing, but I, you know. Yeah, I, it's unclear how she's like, this is the necklace. Like, I don't. It's not like she put the necklace there, right? Like, it's a coincidence. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, or like, I guess it's implied that Melody's been swimming around a lot, you know, illegally in the water. So I'm not sure why she just didn't, like, get her then. Yeah, like, they could have they, they made it seem more like she actually was planning it if it, they had, like, her 
get a fish or like a fake fish to like lead her to it or something right. like give her right. more agency in this it just kind of feels like like oh she found it uh let me work with that well let me yeah. riff yeah, on that a little bit <laughs> I work on it. yeah morgana is super like weak sauce oh shit I just, okay fuck i'm not a gamer i promise but she's just like she's not a great villain <laughs> at all um even just from the fact that she is basically just ursula um Oh, I don't yeah. know. She's just like worse. Ur she's Ursula. Worse Ursula, you know? <laughs> oh my god. Hey, hey, all right. Um, you say weak sauce, then you say Ursula. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. mm -hmm. that's, that's what I bring to this dynamic. <laughs> Outdated <laughs> terms and bad puns. Um, we cut back to Melody, who's like panicking. Uh, or she's like swimming around in the water. She's like, I love the water. And then she's like, oh shit, my party. Um, yeah. and she, we also, this is also the introduction of the idea that she can't like, you know, Sebastian's just like, why don't you talk to your mom about this, about how you feel? She's like, no, uh, my mom wouldn't understand me. So we're also bringing up the idea that she can't really talk with her mom and that her mom hates yeah. the ocean, which is funny. Um, yeah. Uh, you know it is it's it i think it is probably more similar to the imaginary friend thing because it's like you're like, as a kid you're like my parents wouldn't get this they want they want to understand right. why i do this because she says um she says she sometimes even pretends i that she has fins mm -hmm. it's like, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> panics um yeah and it, it's it, i guess the whole thing like my mom wouldn't understand is also equally funny because that's like the point right like yeah her mom was exactly the same in the first movie with triton um and they the, it feels like that idea is there but they just i don't know what like like we said we don't know what really happened with this one but it feels like they just didn't get a strong enough hold on that because i think that idea of like the contrasting like the um with what ariel's journey was in the first one um and like her being a parent now i think that would be the interesting angle and then like um being the kid of the sea and land like those are the two ideas that if they flesh them out more this could have been more like a lion king 2 simba's pride level even me. actually like frozen 2 as well right like the idea that you know did you did you saw frozen 2 right yeah like you know like they're secretly the two daughters of two different like people you know and they have to yeah. like fix the wrong like you know i they get into why triton doesn't like humans in the prequel um but i think yeah you know running off of that maybe this would have been an interesting time to explore why triton doesn't like the, or didn't like the humans um beyond yeah yeah you know but uh, i guess I don't know whether disney wanted us to return to the sea and meet you know cute animals and you know wish yeah. fulfillment into being a mermaid um because yeah, trident i think in the first movie his only real issue with humans is seemingly that they eat fish which you know i'm pretty i'm almost a hundred percent sure that in <laughs> in the remake it's gonna be about like climate change Ooh, at least like I, I i don't know there's also like the implication that like humans don't it's kind of like the splash thing, right? Like if humans did find a mermaid, they'd like freak out, right? Yeah. And like put it in a lab or something. And I don't think they'll do that in Little Mermaid, like the remake, but, or, you know, like just like the novelty of like a mermaid and like, you know, danger, you know? Yeah, I think it's going to be climate. 
I think it's going to be like they yeah. fill our oceans with trash and they. Even though it's the 19th century and plastic hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> well, you know, watch know. the Lindsay Ellis video about woke Disney, but. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so Melody's like running inside. She needs to get ready for the party. We see her first run in with these like snobby kids who make fun of her for being wet and talking to fish all the time. Uh, yeah. she like gets into a room she's like you know trying to get dressed we cut to ariel who has like a little moment um like with the water like she takes her shoes off and she like steps in the there's some feet stuff yeah <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh max is still alive the dog which is good um that is good um and, yeah, melody can see her from her window and she's like why is my mom in the ocean she hates the ocean uh yeah. and then Ariel's like, oh, I'm gonna come up and help you get ready. And Melody's like, oh shit. And she's like trying to get dressed. And in her haste, she accidentally ties Sebastian into the bow on her dress. Yes, which, which is um important. it's important because this uh right after the scene where Ariel Ariel's kind of talking to um Melody and she's she's doing a classic mom thing where it's like you can open up to me and like you get like as a kid, you're like, oh, I, I want to, like, I just want to say it. Like, and she gets so close to almost saying it, but then mm -hmm. stupid dad <laughs> busts <Yeah>. in. <laughs> and yes. he's like, he's like, it's time for the party. <laughs> you guys look great. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you said, there, there's this like little, like, nice moment of like Ariel being like, oh, you know, my parents, like, you know, when I was a kid, I could never do anything right either. She's like brushing Melody's hair. And, you know, she's like, being 12 is awkward, which is like, honey, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, like you said, Eric interrupts the moment. Um, and this is where the Sebastian thing uh, becomes important because she's taken down to like a ball. Like it's her birthday ball, right? That's her birthday ball. And they bring out a boy because you got to dance with a boy. Mm -hmm. Who, yeah, who wasn't one of the sloppy kids before. He's This is a different kid. Yeah, and she she's dancing with him, and like you keep cutting to Sebastian and the bow. Like mm. he's like, I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> um, it's going pretty well, which is I think from people's reactions different from what Melody is usually like. <laughs> no, um, sorry, I just sent a picture again. Uh, and you know they're dancing as you do, and as you do, you put your hand on the smallest one's back, which is where Sebastian is. And he, right. for some reason, again, I don't, if I was Sebastian in this moment and I was like, I can't screw this up for Melody. I don't, I don't think he like squeezed Sebastian or anything, but like Sebastian inches the boy's fingers and chaos ensues, basically. Yeah. It feels like Sebastian kind of always loses his agency just so he can have a gag of him, like, <laughs> like pinching on something. Yeah, right. like it feels yeah. like that always happens with him, where it's mm -hmm. just like he got he has to pinch something. He has the claws. We got to have him pinch stuff, even if it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. He would do that. Right. So yeah, he he pinches the boy. The boy is like, "What the hell?" Uh, the snobbish hey, kid. You got a crab in your dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got crabs. Um, <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Uh, the kids start laughing. Melody starts panicking. Sebastian has been flung to the uh, food table where Chef Louis, who I guess has still not forgotten the events uh, about 12 years earlier, um, <laughs> is like this crab. And again, I guess this is when we realize that nobody has realized Sebastian has been in the palace for 12 years. Cause 
I also know, like, wouldn't somebody tell Louis, like, you know, you can eat all the crabs you want. This one's off limits, you know? Yeah. Um, We're still kind of messed up. Um, yeah. What a- we get another, like, this is just riffing off the original, like, Louis chasing, you know, uh, Le Poisson oh, yeah. song from the first movie. And it ends in the cake being ruined as well. Uh, you know, everybody's laughing. Melody is embarrassed. It's kind of funny though. This is <laughs> someone stops Louie and they're like, "What the hell? Like, what is it's wrong Carlotta. with you?" Yeah, and that's what she does in the first movie too. She's like, "Louie, get your shit together." <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what else I noticed. Oh, I also made the note. This movie is trying to like do some like inclusivity things, which is nice. Um, the orchestra. Sure, I don't. It, it's I don't like very. That. It's very like light. Um, but like the orchestra has ladies in it. And the dancing. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And there's like one other thing uh, later on. Uh, anyways, Melody like runs to her room. She's upset. Um, she finally picks up the locket and like realizes it has her name on it. And she opens it and she's like, I recognize this song. Uh, presumably because Ariel sang it to her as a baby. Yeah. Uh, she And this is also when we find out that she does know about Atlantica, but she thinks it's in her own words, a fishtail. Uh, which yeah. is ripping off fairy tale, but again, I don't know why. Like in this kingdom, like do they all say fish tail or like are the kids like bitch? It's a fairy tale. Why are you calling it a fish tail? You know? <laughs> like that's like maybe another, that's like, how warning they, uh, sign. <laughs> maybe that's how they get around like what happened in the first movies. They tell all the kids like, oh, if you hear anyone talking about that, that's like a fish tail. And they don't have fairy <laughs> tales. It's just like every single fairy tale takes place underwater. Underwater. No, no fairies, fish. just fish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And then Melody, Ariel is there. She's like, where'd you get the locket? And it, you know, like Ariel's trying to comfort her, but then she like, you know, where'd you get the locket? Melody explains that she's been swimming. Ariel freaks out because that's not what she was supposed to do. She says the Triton line. Um, uh, Melody also has, you know, some questions of her own and Ariel doesn't say anything and she runs out basically. Yeah. Which this is one of those things. So many parents in so many movies, this always happens where they just blow up too much. And it's always like, y'all just dial it back a little. little realistic but yeah no i know what you mean and it and this is the yeah, thing like also, that happens but it just it i think this movie relies a lot oh no sorry go, go ahead sorry i just think i don't know especially growing up with so much of that stuff if i had a kid mm-hmm. i'd just be like all right maybe Explain dial yourself. it back <laughs> right yeah and i i think there is this movie relies a lot on miscommunication which stems from here right of ariel not yes. telling melody why she has this locket and stuff and uh, poor timing basically especially when we get to Atlantica um but this is the thing where like Melody runs away and Eric immediately comes in and says hey maybe you were a bit too harsh on her she's getting a bit older you should tell her the truth and Ariel is immediately like okay right like you just took like yeah. one word from Eric and then she goes to look for Melody to tell her you know the truth um but in this time frame Eric, Eric Melody- comes in and <laughs> And sings um, every country uh, on the world map because he's Yakko. No. <laughs> but in this time frame, Melody decides she's going to run away and to, like, you know, find out what this locket is, which is <laughs> just a lot to decide, like, within the frame of mm, two minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's she a gets lot. In a robot, 
No, 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 she's getting a robot. She gets it a robot. <laughs> oh man, are we in Buzz Lightyear again? Getting in robots? <laughs> <laughs> the crossover of a century. Um, no, and she she rows away into the, like again. This is also like it's like a thing where like you could see a twelve year old doing this, being like, I'm running away. But the fact that she does it with a rowboat and just like kind of rows to the sea, you know. Yeah, it's like, what's your plan here? You're Where just gonna, are you gonna be go? like, I'm. I'm going into the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian stays behind and Ariel is like, hey, well, he's like crying. And this is what Ariel's like, Sebastian, you've been here this entire time. Yeah. Um, um, and, you know, he explains what happens and she's like, oh shit, this is bad. Morgana, etc." Yes. Um, My notes get very hazy here. Um, this is, this is, I have two things here. My notes do not get hazy. Lucky you. <laughs> um, I have one note is that an idea I had for improving this movie is that it would have been, maybe not, but I thought maybe, just maybe, it would have been kind of fun if Brighton, instead of just putting a covert crab into the court to watch Melody, if he transformed Sebastian into a human. Oh. Ariel knew, obviously, and like was able to watch over Melody, you know, like as a human, you know, although without her knowing that she can talk to fish. That that would um that that would break that or I don't know if break, but that would introduce an entire new dynamic to the fish magic. Exactly. And then there's like a reveal later on being like Sebastian was a crab. Yeah, he could have like big hands. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, or like crabbish tendencies. Uh, yeah. He pin- he's, oh, he's a pincher. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. Anyways, I had that idea. And obviously, the, the, if they did that, the, the rest of the movie would have to change a lot as well. But I was like, that'd be like a fun, you know, dynamic, you know, make Sebastian a human. Anyways, uh, right. It, it, yeah, the manta rays. Um, yeah, the manta rays pick up Melody with undertow, you know, sweet talking her. Um, which is, you know, good because we don't know where she was going. Where was she gonna go? Where was she gonna go? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and they take her to Morgana's ice cave. Uh, there's a great ice reveal cave. here. Ice, ice cave. cave. Um, okay. Morgana's like sitting in this like giant clamshell, and I just like love the giant clamshell aesthetic. You know, where it's just, like a bed or a chair. I'm all about oh that. Gosh. That's a great. Does look. your Does your house have a giant clamshell? wish <laughs> it's a furniture item on animal crossing new horizons that i am very interested in um acquiring when or I like it, aquariuming I... am i right okay. all right but in bumps all right uh, <laughs> um yeah as i said great reveal love a giant clamshell in my notes um morgan is there to be like a you know a, a shoulder to cry on she offers her some food yeah. that looks like it comes from Neopets. Again, it's like the animation quality. Um, and she reveals... This is actually that animated a- in Neopets. And, you know, it looks like flash animation sometimes. Um, yeah. Which, it can look good, but uh, anyways. Uh, she reveals that she has this bottle of Ursula's magic. Which also, she's been what? saving this entire time. Yeah, also, what? Yeah, correct. Um, because it's just like this like really cool looking it's a cool looking bottle but it's like this cool looking bottle of ursula's face on it um yeah 
And it, she only uses a drop, but it's, you know, I think she has more. And Undertow is like, what the hell? You've had Ursula's magic this entire time and you couldn't have used it on me? Yeah. Which I don't get what makes Ursula special because she also needed the trident. Like, Yeah, but I guess she was just better at witchcraft generally, right? Yeah, I guess that's like, the implication. I think if Morgana tried to turn Melody into a mermaid, it wouldn't work. Like, we'd have, like, an Undertow situation where she turns into a weird, uh, like... Oh gosh, yeah. Creature. <laughs> we forgot to mention, like when she's trying to turn Undertow back, she he she turns him into like this disgusting like mix of a bunch of different like sea creatures. Right. It's very like yeah, like Jurassic pre-Jurassic, you know, like ancient, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. it's disgusting. Really if I'm being honest. Thing. Yeah. It's so the, I, it's what I fear is in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> this undertow. That's what's gonna get you. Um Ugh. I don't Anytime know. I swim, anytime yeah. I swim in the ocean, all I think about is a fish just coming up right against me and touching my leg. That's all I think about. Think of, you know, you're gonna think that undertow thing now too. Now I think right. of eels. The eels in the first movie, same thing. They're gross because I'm just thinking Some about like creepy. Manta rays aren't that creepy. I mean, they are, but they aren't. I don't know. I've kissed manta ray. <laughs> oh, is that your kiss at uh, the aerial ride? Oh, no. no! <laughs> It's like a, there's a grand Cayman. You go and you like kiss the eels. It's supposed to bring you luck. Anyways, um, it's a thing. Google it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a note that's in all caps that says "You ran away before she could," um, which I'm assuming is Melody saying, "Yeah, it's Melody saying like my mother lied to me all these years." And I was like, "Well, you know, she was about to tell you." <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <How> <laughs> There's there's a few moments like that in this where it's like like seconds apart from each other. It they could have solved the whole thing. Exactly, exactly. And there's a lot more coming up soon. Anyway, she she turns Melody into a mermaid. She has a really cool like pink tail. Um, yeah, it, cool. it is really great. The sequence of like Melody being like woohoo, I'm a mermaid is like really fun and joyful. Um, Which at this point. Didn't you have like we've we've been hearing a lot from from Melody at this point? Didn't you have a note about the voice actor? Didn't you have? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. So this is voiced by Tara Strong. She's credited differently. I think it's possibly her maiden name or like a, Tara Strong is her stage name. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Tara Strong. She's just one of those people who has like been a voice actress in so many things. Okay. Yeah. Her. She's credited as, as Tara. Um, Sharon Doff, and that's her maiden name. Uh, hmm. She's, you know, she's just like known for everything. Like she has a very distinctive voice, and yes. she has done a whole lot of stuff. Let me look. Let me mm. see if I can pull some of us. Do you know anything on top of your head? Oh, she's bubbles. Well, she's yeah, she's, she's bubbles. Got, that's what I always bubbles. think of when I hear her. Um, she's Timmy Turner. Um, mm. she's in the Proud Family as the two babies. Uh, da, 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 da. she was in Kim Possible for a bit. Uh, yeah. Like she's just all over Justice League, Teen Titans. She's Raven, and yeah, she's she's all over. Um, and she is. She was Ben Ten, the mm -hmm. titular Ben Ten. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, she's a lot. She's you know she's like one of those voice actors that I think people would like recognize. You know. Um, and she's playing Melody here, and apparently she, like, leapt at the opportunity. She was already a voice actress. Uh, the Little Mermaid was, like, her favorite thing. 
she, I guess they brought her in to like get an idea of what Melody could sound like. Like they weren't going to cast her and then she was doing it and they were like, you know what, actually you sound great. You want to be Melody? And she cried on the spot. <laughs> um, and then, you know, this makes me feel bad. I don't really like her as Melody. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. And, and Melody's voice always kind of annoyed me. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little, a little irritating. I think that is kind of her appeal too, though. Like, I think she, yeah, as a voice yeah. actress, that usually is what she's kind of playing to a little. Like we're like childlike, cutesy. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I um, think that's why, like, like Timmy Turner, like that works because it's like it's an annoying little boy, um, and like, um, like Bubbles plays more to like the cutesy angle right like she can do dark with raven but it yeah i don't know i just her the voice has always been something that like i've always been kind of like iffy about which is i love tara yeah. strong and i'm happy that she got to do this and like meet one of her heroes and be involved in a franchise that she loves a lot um i feel bad saying i don't like her voice in this but oops. oh it's fine i said it too i co-signed okay. it so it's fine okay. right, it's cool. it's a little irritating and it's kind of, it's just weird to me in like a Disney movie to hear her also. Yeah, she, I guess Tara doesn't do much Disney stuff, does she? And no. Well, like she does, but like not as like, it's not, I don't think Disney, she doesn't do a lot of like signature Disney characters, you know? Yeah. Um, like she's worked with Disney obviously a lot, but. but like, I think that's awesome that she got to do this, though. Just oh, yeah, for 100%. herself. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't think um, it hurts the movie that much or anything. Okay. Um, what else? No, no, it doesn't really. Um, this movie has bigger problems than the voice actors. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And then we get another song called, it is, is like the other, there's like four songs in this. And I think this is my second favorite. After the opening. The one about her having the tail? Yeah, for a moment, right? This because this is her like swimming around being like, I have a tail now. It's great. Like for a moment, I can like finally feel like I belong somewhere, you know? Um, oh, yes. actually, shortly before this starts, also, we cut to Ariel, um, who is speaking to Triton again, who's like, you know, Melody's run away, we're like panicking. Triton tells her that we've got everyone in the sea looking for her. Eric says, I'm going to lead the search on land, which seems <laughs> pointless since we know she ran away to the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> you know? pretty, pretty dumb. Well, I guess they don't um, know that she's a mermaid yet. <laughs> but like, we know Sebastian saw her rowing away on a boat. And I think it, yeah. I, I guess if it's, if it's a child around. rowing a boat, you <sighs> yeah, again, yeah. So Eric, I guess, gets points. He's kind of like the useless dad in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then, but yeah, um, Ariel decides that she also needs to look for melodies and she's her daughter and she, you know, she knows the sea very well. So we get this like great moment. I think this is one of the few bits of animation that also looks pretty good is her transformation back into a mermaid, you know? Yeah, but like we were talking about, it's a little weird considering the first movie that it's just like, "Hey, Dad, make me <laughs> make me a fish." Again, this is like the thing. Like, what are the are there, are there rules <laughs> to turning into a mermaid or not? Like, it seems to be at this point we know that the Triton is the only thing that can like permanently make you a mermaid or human, right? Because if you use Ursula magic, it you know, there's a there's a timeline on it. Um, but like, yeah, and charge. Like, is it how often can you do it? You know, honestly, this whole movie, more you think about it, 
it is it is pretty literally the first first movie just reversed because it's like it is like the first movie you could argue also is about miscommunication or even just not communicating with your parents because she hides yeah. all that stuff and that's partly why he gets angry and also partly because he just hates humans right and like the whole ursula thing is just because she I'm sure she could have been like, hey, dad, make me a human. <laughs> and he probably would have said no. But like, right. it was her journey to like, um, go to Ursula, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, she's also in the ruins of the thing. The more eels come and like convince her to come to Urs Ursula. But right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think the, the first movie relies less on miscommunication and more just like misunderstanding. Maybe like, I know that's like there's synonyms in a way, but. You know? Yeah, it's more just like no communication. Just being like, my so dad is like, yeah, like, oh, my dad doesn't understand me, which is in this movie, but also with the like addition of like lying, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Ariel goes back to the sea and she's also like, this feels great. And this is when we get for a moment, which is a duet between Melody and Ariel. Um, Melody's yeah. being like, oh, if only my mom could see me now. Ariel is doing more like, operatic Oz um, like she's known for um, and singing like oh like she's like visiting all her favorite old spots she visits like her cave she visits the rock where under the sea happened um, mm -hmm. I think oh no that's a bit later um, yeah and she you know she's like I just wanted to share all this with you so much and now once I find you I finally can you know yeah that's nice that's a good song um um after this song we go to melody coming back to morgana and being like wow mm -hmm. this is great and morgana's like oh sorry <laughs> you can't <laughs> stay this forever it's it's a temporary <laughs> right. uh, and melody's like what and she's like well you know this guy stole my trident and if you got it back for me then i could make you a mermaid forever um which yeah. is like it's a good manipulation yeah because yeah. yeah, obviously she doesn't know any of this stuff and it connects back to like well if her mom told her about it then she would have known um she gives her a map and she says all right go to atlantica this is the guy he has my trident get it back for me bring it back and i'll make you a mermaid forever so she does uh, she starts off she's on the back of a whale yep. uh, but then he sneezes and her map her map breaks because it's uh, made of ice. Yes. And then, and we, oh boy. <laughs> we meet penguins? <laughs> this is, okay, the geography of this movie is. Makes no sense. Makes no sense, right? So we look at the map. It shows that Morgana's ice layer is north of Atlantica. We mm. don't know where Atlantica is per se people variously thought that like the little mermaid takes place in the mediterranean in the north atlantic like it doesn't matter per se right like maybe and this is people have said that she lives in the antarctic because the penguins but hmm. you, you know like it doesn't that wouldn't make it sense. doesn't it <laughs> doesn't really make sense and i think the only explanation is they wanted to vary the location because the first movie is more um tropical. tropical i guess yeah and this is a different way to get like different fun sea creatures in which yeah, yeah. i think that's intentional but it's still like uh, i, I, I don't know. Does I guess... it 
it doesn't matter really, <laughs> but like, you know, it's just. Travel time is what makes you oh. wonder about it. So that's the thing too, because you know, like the place where, you know, Eric's kingdom is like your truck bowl, there's palm trees, you know, it's the fish live there, the mermaids live there. Um, and then like within a few hours, presumably you end up in the Arctic. <laughs> Yeah. There's like ice flows everywhere and seals and stuff. Like there's never like a really clear amount of time how long it takes them to get in between Morgana's area and the kingdom. It's and like it's, yeah. it's the issue I have with like finding Dory, where the first hmm. finding Nemo, it feels like such a long adventure. But like if you looked hmm. at a deal like on a map, it's not that long. Finding Dory yeah. in like the opening ten minutes, they travel more distance than they did in finding Nemo. <laughs> right yeah which yeah, like it's... like you know the movie it's not this it's not the same movie it's about a different thing but it makes you just think about the travel time like the whole first movie is all about yeah. how this super short distance for a human is so long for a clown for fish. a fish yeah yes and yeah and find where they go to san diego right yeah yeah is it San Diego or San It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, doesn't matter. This isn't Finding Dory cast. <laughs> this is <laughs> Little Mermaid 2 talk. All right. Um, Talking the, the uh, Mel, uh, uh, cut that. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, we meet these penguins. There's this like penguin that's being circled by a hammerhead shark and it's like, mama. And his mother penguin is like, we're getting you, sweetie. And they're doing like a penguin chain. Um, yeah. And they, they can't reach the penguin. And then this other penguin named Tip. And this... Okay, is he a walrus or is he a seal? Uh, yeah. He has... Okay. We'll call him a seal. I think he's more of a seal. I don't know, because he kind of has... top. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> come up. And they're friends. <laughs> and they're like, we will save you. And their whole thing is that they want to be heroes. But when they appear, all the penguins go like, ugh, these guys again. You know? They want to be heroes, but they're zeros. Zeros, yeah. They, they took a page from Hercules' book. <laughs> um, and they get to the bottom of the human chain, and predictably, the penguins don't like that Come because in. of the giant seal. Uh, yeah. And they're about to save the baby when they notice that the baby is in danger because there's a shark. Yeah, and they, and they get freaked out. Uh, mm -hmm. There's some you know, comedic antics of them. Bouncing I mean, off of the rock, bouncing yeah. the ice flow. the The child ends up saved, but in a not very neat way. And everybody child. yells at them, basically. A child. <laughs> Is there anything worse? Okay. Um, <laughs> um, they get yelled at, and they're like, "Oh, can't you do anything right, you dumb penguin and seal?" Um, <laughs> Melody thingy. has kind of witnessed all of this. And goes up to them being like, hey, do you know how to get to Atlantica? And they're like, back off, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they... Well, Tim is like, oddly hostile, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's kind of trying to be like the short guy's like kind of the more angry guy, but it just... I don't know. There's not enough time to develop these characters. Oh, there's not. And it's like the thing, like they very much are like, this is like Timon and Pumbaa, you know? It's like the very similar dynamic mentoring yeah. and i guess i don't know do they do i guess they tell her how to get to atlantica but beyond that are they yeah. doing anything else besides like being providing another song and help a little i guess at the end yeah, i guess i don't know I, again it's like oh yeah they do okay but again it gives you some of those things like 
there's too, I feel like there's too many characters in this movie. And it's good to introduce new friends and not just rely on, like, Flounder and Sebastian or something. But, it again, there's not enough time to, like, properly develop them or make them feel anything they besides don't, Timon and Pumbaa. They don't <laughs> feel like Little Mermaid characters. No, and I think that's, you mentioned the whole, like, you know, we're getting, like, a nice, like, ice aesthetic here. Yeah. I don't know if I want that. Also... They're not, yeah. this becomes an issue later. Like, they go to Atlantica, and they're both mammals. Hmm. They need yes. to come up, or I guess Tip isn't a mammal, but he needs to breathe. Yeah. They're both underwater for a really long time. Yeah, and then, well... It's never, uh, yeah. like, the, the solution there just would have been, like, to make her friends fish, you know? Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty... It's pretty obviously limited to like fish but there's more varieties of fish i think they just really wanted to like i guess introduce completely different body types because it's like people i guess would associate like oh yeah penguins swim swim underwater a lot (laughs) they gotta come up for air yeah (laughs) hey they're they're of the they're of the sea and the shore penguins oh no you know what Okay, again, like, that is something that could have been developed, but... Mm. They sing a song called Tip and Dash, um, which is fun. They're like, Tip and Dash, Daring Explorers. Again, this song is just called Tip and Dash. I was like, what is this song called? Um, And it's just their names, which I feel like an afterthought again. Um, Yeah. I don't don't know. Oh, this is also, um, Dash is Booster from uh, Buzz Lightyear. Oh, I, I, his that's voice sounded familiar. Voice. Yeah, that's oh. why I recognized it. And uh, like, I don't know, it's a fun song. It's like the montage of them basically going to Atlantica and talking about like you know wanting to be big heroes. They stop by Scuttle's Rock, and they also talk by, or they stop by Ariel's old rock as well. And, oh, 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 oh! They go to Scuttle's Rock. They go to Ariel's Rock. You know where she does the thing, and they also mm. go to Ariel's ship from the beginning of the Little Mermaid. You know where she's like hunting for treasure. Yes. Um, so again, they're like hitting all like you know all your favorite spots in the first movie. I think don't they pretty okay? Right after this, Ariel runs into Flounder. Well, not yes and no. There is a quick cut back to Morgana where she tells the manta rays to go follow Ariel so Ariel doesn't screw up her plans. Okay, which isn't very successful, but. Anyway, yeah, yeah, this is when Ariel's like in the ocean. Oh, okay, yes. The song ends. Well, no, the song ends, they go to Morgana, and then they come back to them and they're like, oh, this is Atlantica. It's really real. It's not just a fish tail again. Um, yes. And they swim away, and right after they swim away from that clearing, Ariel and Triton come into the same clearing. And you're like, oh my God, you know? Yeah, and it's a, yeah. I it's right around this area. It's so annoying to me. I guess I took my flounder note right before this, but yeah, they swim right past each other. There's like so many moments of this being like, it's so frustrating. And like, obviously, you know, you could make a good movie about miscommunication and like happenstance leading to like a, you know, a series of uh, unfortunate events. But, Mm -hmm. but, that's not what th- this movie is not good. 
<laughs> so that doesn't like come together. So it just is yeah. annoying. Just annoying. Like, yeah, they're so close, you know? It, yeah, it's like it's kind of like it's like a similar thing to like the end of Sleepless in um, Seattle, the elevators, except not as good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, like you said, Ariel meets Flounder, or she thinks she thinks she sees Flounder, and she goes up and like hugs him, and then this kid is like, "Hey, get off me, lady!" Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Which she's is like, "What?" <laughs> and then. The fish swims off, comes back with his dad. Flounder has also had kids. (laughs) Flounder's fucking. (laughs) No mom, though, so it might be like a Finding Nemo situation. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, I I don't know. Yeah, all his kids look like him. And, you know, it is nice that they made him look older. I think they made... Ariel does look a little bit different. Um, But I also can't tell if that's just, like, the animation difference or... (laughs) I think it's probably anim- just animation. Well, I think it's like I think there was an attempt, but it's not super successful because she is I don't know. She's sixteen at the end of the first movie, gets married. And I don't know. I we can probably assume some time passes in between marriage and baby. I don't know. She's she's still young, basically. Yeah, she re- she like reunites with Flounder, and I I I like it. It's good, you know. It's good. It's good. They're good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Flounder. Uh, there's no shark. I don't know. Your belly now. <laughs> His voice is different. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. We cut back to Melody, who's like in Atlantica. I do like this. I do like like seeing Atlantica, you know? Yeah. It's good. it's uh in the first movie you just kind of see it from a distance. You never like you're in it, but you're always in a building, like you don't see like swimming up to buildings. Yeah, and like um she's talking to some people. With this other cute blonde merboy with the same yeah. haircut, kind of, except he's nice to her immediately. And um, two other like mer kids swim up, and this is like the other like inclusion thing I noticed because the one merboy is Asian, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, white people, I guess. Um, mer, mer people are they could be any course, yeah. race or ethnicity, <laughs> like it's a, it's a fish person, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And actually, the show actually had a thing with that, too. There was a character. Um, oh, what was her name? Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking this up because she's she's very popular. Um, she's deaf. Uh, and she had this. She had an octopus friend who was an interpreter, Gabriella. Um, there's a few episodes of the Mer- Little Mermaid TV show um, where she has this friend, Gabriella, who is deaf and Latina. And hmm. like a lot of people really really like her for that representation and stuff. Um, I guess there's a history of this in the Little Mermaid franchise, but... Huh. Anyways, cool. that, that was just, like, the other thing I noted. Um, yeah, she's like, I want to play with you, you know. She's immediately like, hey, these guys can be my friends. And Tip, like, scares them away. <laughs> Which sucks. Yeah. Um, um, they're on a mission. They're on, they are on a mission. I guess, you know, Tip has to do get this done before he needs to come up for air. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they they could have done that. That could have been like a little thing where he's like, all right, let's hurry this up. We gotta go. Yeah, I know. Um, Yeah, they basically sneak up to the palace. Um, Uh, See Triton. And Melody's like, hey, he looks really sad. Why is that guy sad? (laughs) She's like, this guy doesn't look like a thief. And he's looking at a picture of Melody, too, of her as a baby. And you're like, oh. Um, Poor guy. Yeah, the seahorse from the first movie comes back and like tells you know gives Triton an update, 
I liked this. The seahorse, I think, is like my other favorite minor character from The Little Mermaid. You know, the seahorse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good seahorse. <laughs> I don't think you do. You're saying that like you don't know the seahorse. Uh, sorry, I was looking at uh, three caballos. Um, oh or three, ca three caballeros. <laughs> caballeros, yeah. Um, <laughs> again, there's a thing where Ariel comes up and Triton goes to talk to her, and Melody just doesn't fucking see her. Yeah. Uh. Um, she takes, you know, she goes up to take the Triton, and she's like, I don't know, should I take it? Yeah, and she and does. It's just kind of like, <laughs> just do it. <laughs> so she does, and they swim away. Uh, Triton comes back immediately and is like, what? Whoa, whoa, what? The Triton's gone. My fish stick. <laughs> That one got you? <laughs> that one? <laughs> Why is that the one that got you? <laughs> this whole podcast, I'm always putting out such gold material. It's comedy gold, and that's the one that gets you. It was good, because it's, it's a stick. Fish. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah it's gone they panic and they, they have like a, the, the line of like only a descendant of you could remove the trident and I think they <gasps> quickly realize like oh shit it's probably Melody um because I guess Ariel's I don't know what Ariel's sisters are up to oh yeah <laughs> that's it, true wouldn't it have been fun if like Ariel's sisters get more to do in the prequel um but wouldn't it have been fun if like one of them but they had like a similar dynamic of like everybody always cares about Ariel, you know, and like yeah, one of them was the villain of the movie. Just an idea. That'd be, a, that'd be a little dynamic. Like, um, well, I don't know why her Alien sisters would would endanger yeah. her child, but um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know to get back. I, guess, her. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right, so we need a Little Mermaid three, and we need a prequel. So we need four. Maybe Little Mermaid, Mermaid four. Movies. Because the next one, Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginnings, is technically the third one. But it's not marketed as Little Mermaid 3. Well, it's a prequel. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's it's still the third in the series. Yeah, but, like, it would, since that's a prequel, they would they would obviously title this one the third, so it goes in chronological order. I don't like that. I, I guess you could do, like, a Star Wars thing where, like, the Little Mermaid is, like, Little Mermaid 2 or Episode 2. Um, up to the shore. I don't know. <laughs> you gotta retitle this whole thing. Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid, episode one. Ariel's beginnings. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> we don't need. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Um, we'll see the sisters, and they're not evil, luckily, because uh, that would be quite a turn. Um. Oh yeah. And then Ariel uh, we... sees cloak and dagger, and she's like, "Oh man, rays. I'm gonna follow them." So she follows them. Uh, Dryden says something that made me take the note that why do people keep entrusting Sebastian with their children? <laughs> <laughs> He's a crab. All he is a little crab. He can't, he can't control anyone. <laughs> yeah, he can't do anything. All he can do he can is pinch. report bad news. <laughs> I know exactly. Um, there's that is nice that like they surface and Melody realizes that like Atlantic was like right next to the castle and she's like figures and I'm like girl. <laughs> 
How did she not find it then? She was swimming around there always. No, I guess, I don't know. Maybe it was too deep. Who knows? Um, I say, um, for some reason, watching this movie, I don't get my weird feeling of like fear of the ocean because it's all cartoony. But when we talk about it, I keep getting cold shivers. Like when you say manta ray or you say eels, yeah. I'm just thinking of real life versions of those, not cartoony ones. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's that fine. Happened. Okay. Um, we, we cut back to ice. Um, and this is when the movie really starts chugging along resolution wise. Um, oh, yeah. I couldn't keep up. Has not given the Triton back yet to Morgana. And then Ariel shows up and she's like, Melody, no. Um, and there's like a moment of like, give the Triton to me. And Morgana's like, this bitch, she never trusted you. She lied to you. Give it to me. Um, yeah. Which. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like at it. You know, trust the creepy lady or mom. You know, like yeah. Well, that's that's an issue of like that's an issue of like animation and like character design. It's like it, real life. You could do that, and it's like well, people don't like. Well, at least I don't, yeah, most people don't inherently look like bad. But like when someone's right. drawn like an <laughs> octopus, witch. yeah. Um. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. Um, well, it's also, I guess this is a thing from the original movie they cut, but Ursula was meant to be Triton's sister. It's kind of, it's almost implied, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, there's still like hints of it there. And I think in the original movie, um, and they cut it and they, you know, the idea was that she was like the firstborn and then she was evil or something. So he got, and she got turned into an octopus lady, right? Like she wasn't. She was a mere person, uh, but because she she I mentions, I remember her. Oh, sorry, oh, no, go ahead. Um, I remember her mentioning that, like, ah, oh, they kicked me out of the kingdom. Right. That's 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 the only real uh, any notion that she was ever yeah part of it. Yeah, exactly. Um. So I guess I don't know. They want the siblings here. I just I was thinking about how that how like this kind of and I think some people still have that like fan theory. Um, but if you're taking this to into account, uh, it's you know it's moot because then you go. Macrana is also their sister, um, and you see their mom, and she's also well. Okay. Um, oh, actually, I think this is actually when that would have been in the movie. So when I was doing research for this, I found that there was a cut song. I was kind of like, there's not a lot of songs in this, and I was surprised there wasn't a villain song. Cut song, looking... cut song. <laughs> well, mm, I was, so I was looking to the blurb. Blu-ray releases, and there was a like one of the bonus things was this cut song. It's called. Hold on, let me find it. Um, I did not write it down. Or did I write it down? Hold on, let me see. Gonna get my wish. Which? Oh, it's a bad song. I. It has the energy of Honky Cat by Elton John. You know. Um. Wait. Pause. Let me listen to that real quick. What's it, what's the it song called? or Honky Cat? Gonna Get My Wish. Um, from I'm like gonna a, listen to honk, Honky okay. Honky Cat by Ellen John. You know, it's like really like jaunty pianos, you know? Honky Cat? Yeah, by Ellen John. Never heard this. I'm listening. We have.
machine. This is the half uh, horsepower. <laughs> Sorry, I, I rolled up sausage guys as a joke. Um, I'm gonna get my wish as a song. Gonna yeah. get my wish. Little Mermaid too. I'll, I mean, I'll save this for when you don't have to cut it, but I'll let you yeah. listen to a bit of it. Okay, I get, I get it. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's, 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 and I wasn't expecting it to be fully animated, right? Like, I feel like usually when these yeah. deleted songs and movies, like they're still in the storyboard phase because they figure to cut them pretty early on in the process. Um, yeah. so I was surprised to see this was fully animated and cut because I was also like when I was thinking like, well, there are not a lot of, there's you know not a lot of songs in this, and you also you get Pat Carroll back to do it, and you don't give her a song. Um, yeah, yeah that was is deleted song. It's called Gonna Get My Wish, and it's, yeah, like I it, I told Sam, it has like, I, I kind of said it had like Honky Cat vibes by Elton John. Honky it's also Cat. not a very good song, actually. It has a yeah. very strange energy. Um, like, I, I feel like actually most of the Disney, or most of the songs in these sequels that we've seen so far, like I haven't really been like, had like a strong distaste for. Like, Upendi wasn't great, but I think I had, that was more like a, Choice. I didn't like that they included it. Like it wasn't a bad yeah. song necessarily. Oh, right. Trust me, we we ripped Upendi <laughs> to shreds. Um, that song is probably one of the worst we've done, just in terms of yeah. what it is for the movie. Um, it just does not serve the movie at all, and kind of weakens the movie altogether. Right. Honestly. Yeah. Well, that and like the one song from Winnie the Pooh, but like this, yeah, is just a kind of a bad song. But I'm still like damn just include it you know <laughs> i don't know i it makes me sad that they couldn't have come up with a better villain song also for her yeah yeah because yeah, um, even though anyway. it's a different character like i don't know, like ursula is like one of the best parts of a little mermaid and it, you get the yeah. original voice well, actress back. Is, like iconic right like that's yeah, yeah. um yeah, you know, it's it, and in the song you also see like there's a picture of her and Ariel's children with their mom. She's also a squid lady or octopus lady. So, anyways, that was a big detour. Um, where were we? Oh, that's right. Ariel, um, Melody deciding who to give the trident to, uh, or trident, and uh, she gives it to Morgana, which I think she quickly realizes was a big mistake. Yeah. Um. Which, like, I don't know. She's young. She doesn't understand. Yeah, she's Twelve. You know, it's like Little Mermaid. This time, she's littler. Yeah, Li the literal. The. the <laughs> am I? Doing, am I dying? That's okay. No, that's what I'm to say. Yeah, the little mermaid. The, little, this time. the littler mermaid. Yeah, that's the tagline. This time, she's littler. <laughs> um. um yeah, I think yeah, it's immediately like a bad idea. Um, Morgana also reveals to Melody that Triton is her grandfather. Um, yeah, so it makes her feel extra bad because she stole from her grandfather. Imagine I, if you stole from your grandfather. Right? How would that right. make you feel? Really bad. After you've given this trident to this lady and she immediately starts laughing evilly and uh, <laughs> like the sky goes dark. Uh, Grandpa! <laughs> 
she also this is also immediately like she puts melody in this cave and like ices her up like you know like a, you know a, a few feet of ice to like encase her in with flounder um and then she also tells her that her fins are about to disappear uh yeah so she basically sentences her to death which is old my Harsh. note my note was that at least ursula never tried to like deliberately kill ariel right like she just wanted to like steal the triton and keep her as like a little seaweed monster in her cave you know yeah she... not like drown yeah. her <laughs> she, she wasn't drowning children no um... yeah like, so it, was, it was a little dark um <laughs> Um, I also have to note that would be my, my reaction to dying at 12 too, because she can't go through and she just kind of breaks out and cries. Um, yeah, I, I don't think anyone would want to die at 12. What the hell? <laughs> Having a puberty yet, have just found out that your parents are mermaids, um, or your mom's a mermaid. Uh, da, 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 da. I, I also, the... I just have a note here that says, why didn't they make this movie longer? The storytelling is too expedient. <laughs> It is. It's so expedient. I'll post this on our Twitter, but my notes are insanely minimal for this one because it just happened so fast. I didn't know it's what to write yeah. down. <laughs> um, yeah, I okay. And then after that, I, I, I said I'm sort of missing the somewhat irrelevant gags during the journey that maybe aren't plot relevant, but like that help develop the characters, you know, that usually yeah. I, I'm not fond of, but at least that's something. Um, okay, yeah, and then Scuttle went to go get help, so Eric comes with his ship. Mm. Um, he panics because Ariel is captured by a octopus lady, and we all know what happened last time. Yeah, he's like, oh gosh, not again. <laughs> um, there's some interesting shots of his legs and butt. They're, they're very well defined. They're very well drawn. I will say that. Oh, you're noticing Prince Eric's uh, they behind? Just, they made his pants look very skin tight. <laughs> I mean, he's a prince after all. He has to look good. He stayed fit all these years. Um, Triton also arrives and he's like, Morgana, let her go. And Morgana's like, you fool, you have no power. Make me. Um, oh, also Morgana has made this like giant ice throne, which looks pretty damn cool. I did to say. I like how it looks. It's not very good, yeah. like CGI. It's CGI. It's not very good looking CGI, but it looks cool, like in theory. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's really trying to play up like the ice this time, because like mm -hmm. I guess that's also where this lot, like your logical like sequel mind would go to is like, well, what's the other thing water does? Like it can either <laughs> boil or freeze. So what should Maybe we, we can do? Boil the mermaids. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> like a lobster horror film. Um. Oh, this is also when Morgana says one of my favorite lines from when I was a kid. What are you going to do? Throw a crab at me? I thought yeah. that was clever, since Sebastian seems to be um, their solution to a lot of their problems. <laughs> yeah. And... Mor uh, yeah. Morgana makes Undertow big again. Big. Uh, big. He big, and then Tip and Dash <laughs> are dealing with um, Undertow. And, yeah. Um, Eric is dragged underwater by the manta rays. Yeah. <sighs> Ariel saves him again. Once that mm -hmm. happens, Melody turns into a human, and her getting out of the ice thing becomes more urgent. Yep. Uh, 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 she can't breathe. She can't. <laughs> She's about to drown. Uh, so... Founder cannot cut through the ice, but then Tip and Dash's shenanigans with 
undertow break through the ice just in the nick of time and they get melody out of there and things look pretty bad (laughs) things still Um, look pretty bad though yeah ariel's holding eric in like the classic pose she like found him in from the first movie because he's unconscious Mm. uh and then this is also a good thing like when ursula gets the triton she becomes like a giant octopus lady like she immediately like power up you know morgana's first instinct after kind of terrorizing them a little bit building a really cool ice palace is just to make everybody bow to her like she says like the entire seas will bow to me and you think that's just like a figure of speech yeah but no she she literally literally is making everyone bow so anybody who has fins is bowing to her which is important because Mm -hmm. melody has just turned back into a human and Mm -hmm. so you know, uh, Morgana might be the ruler of the sea. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't rule feet. Sorry. <laughs> you can't. Uh, so Melody climbs up the ice palace, sneaks up behind her, and, uh, you know, takes the trident. Takes it, throws it to her grandpa. Yeah, which is like, she's like, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, couldn't she use it? Like, is this like a thing? Is it like a dual thing? Like, she can't be affected by the trident, but also because she has feet, she can't use it, even though she's a descendant of him, you know? It's the classic. It's the classic phrase. If you have feet, you can't use fish magic. Everyone knows this. <laughs> Aquaman would like a word with you. Um, yeah. But she throws <laughs> the trident to, uh, da, 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 tr- uh, Triton, and he immediately zaps her. Which again is my note. Like, why didn't he do that the moment she showed up at the party? Right. Like, even if she had Melody, like, do something just to like zap her. Yeah, right? Like, all he... all of this could be avoided. And that, I know that's like a dumb thing to say because like that's the point of the movie, but. I guess it, the way it's presented makes it too easy to point out and just be like, just zap her, you know? No. The, yeah. The, and that's the thing. Like, it's easy to nitpick these things, you yeah, know? It it's always easy to nitpick sequels to things that probably shouldn't have gotten a sequel. But, mm-hmm. like, Lion King 2, what we talked about is they do a smart thing with the sequel and try to build on not only what the kid is going through, but what Simba's going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's. Yes, 100%. And I think this is almost... And then you have stuff like Jafar, which is just kind of like silly antics. And This is very similar to Jafar, honestly. And well, like how it's like, what do we do? Yeah, Bring I'm Ursula like, back, but it's not Ursula. It's uh, her right. sister. <laughs> no return of Ursula. Um, it's just... I almost find this more frustrating to watch because I can see those glimmers of like Lion King 2 level of like engaging with the original movie. Yeah, um, there is. There for sure is. We've talked about that. Like, but are then these abandoned. different angles. Yeah, but then are like just aren't explored. Um, so yeah, it's it's a bit more frustrating. And the songs slap. I like the songs. They're good. <laughs> They're like the yeah. one good part of. I don't want to say that, but like, I'm trying not to be like a negative Nelly or like a cinema sins, but you know. Yeah. No. It can be difficult. Um. um anyways, they zap so her it, into ice. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's just a weird, uh, it feels almost like a melding point of the stuff we talked about early on and this like up peak that we were getting into, you know, mm-hmm. like it feels mm-hmm. like they're trying harder now, but then it also, and we don't know why, but it does feel like those early ones where it was like, I don't know, just kind of do a thing like, uh, and it's, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because 
A, this isn't like a TV show that was failed, right? Like, I think that's kind of like the issue with Return of Jafar and like Belle's Magical World. Um, hmm. Yeah, and, and we are like getting to like the peak sequel times because up next is Lady and the Tramp and then we have Neverland, which was theatrical. Um, yeah. Like we're really, like, they're really hitting their stride right about now. So I just really want to know object. what happened. Yeah, it's, I know it is. At the, it is. At yes. the end of Lion King, we even talked about like how or maybe we didn't. Um, but I think we mentioned how this was like one of the better ones. Cause it's in this period where you assume like, yeah, this is where it starts getting good. Right. And like, if you haven't seen it since you were a kid, you'd probably just be like, Oh yeah, that probably was on level with Lion King too. Cause it was in right. this period where they started getting better, but like, it's right. weirdly not. And it's just frustrating. Yeah. It's like, it feels like a step back, which is kind of frustrating. Um, I don't know. It's, I think there are still worse ones maybe coming up. Like oh, I, yeah. I, Atlantis is apparently no good, very bad. Um, I haven't watched that in ages. Fox and the Hound 2 is apparently a stinker. But again, this is just like this combined with like the weird animation had my head scratching. Um, yeah. I don't know. I still have fun watching it though, so it's fine. Um, yeah, she gets zapped into ice and she sinks to the bottom of the sea. Undertow was made small again. Um, oh, and when she sinks to the, the bottom ocean. of the sea, there's also that picture of Ursula that goes with her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't the bottom of the ocean, like, really hot? Wouldn't it, like, melt? Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> if it's, like, magic ice, does it not? I don't know. <laughs> That's an issue for Little Mermaid 4 or 3, depending on your counting system. Um, <laughs> okay, and this is another thing, right? Brighton is like, Melody, good job. You saved the day. We're sorry that we didn't tell you that you were part mermaid. And he's like, I know how much you liked being a mermaid. I can give you the choice to either live with me under the sea or live with your parents. Like, you know, go back to your normal life. Yeah. Which, Which... is when we start getting into like the big issues with like, what are like the rules around being turned into a mermaid or not, you know? Yeah. Uh, because Ariel just did it temporarily. At the end of the movie, she's she has legs again. Yeah. It it, it doesn't <laughs> really. And then Melody, the thing that makes it even weirder is like I have a better idea, and she just destroys right. the wall. There's on the and wall, which is like, yeah, that should that that should have been like step one, right? Like that's not a re that's not a resolution to the question of am I a mermaid or person? Yeah. No? Yeah. It just yeah, it 100%. doesn't it doesn't track. <laughs> I figured, well, honestly, I figured what happened is it's like a thing of like when she enters the water, she could get tail. No? Right. Like a H2O and, situation or splash. Yeah. Yeah. No. Where it's like when she gets wet, like then because she's half human, half mermaid, she could just turn into a mermaid. That's a good compromise. But that's not. No, because she like, but yeah, she tears on the wall. There's like a big celebration because the two worlds are together again because this threat is gone which yeah that makes sense um hmm. and but yeah and like they all go basically everybody goes swimming all the humans go swimming even the snobby kids um yeah. and it's like but they never really answer whether like i don't know is melody gonna like spend the summer in the sea like is it like a summer yeah. vacation thing like is it like a time sh you know you know yeah. it, do it doesn't it doesn't make sense the way Triton presents the choice of being in Atlantica or with her parents is such a way that suggests that like she cannot easily switch between the two. 
But yeah. at the beginning we of the movie, saw Ariel do like, it. that was the original plan. Yes. And we just saw Ariel do it. Right. So, you know, like what? Mm, it's just frustrating. And I don't. So I, Eric's it, face when Trident is like, you could either be in the ocean or land. Eric's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Eric just looks like, no, what? That's my daughter. I have a 12 year old daughter. I think Ariel is even like, little like, well, I get it, but that's still sad. Um, uh, it's just, it feels like. <laughs> I mean, it's very weird. Er, er, Eric's a distant dad, so like, who cares? But it also feels kind of like Eric would be like, I don't know, we could teach her a little about like my culture, like land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's a lot of questions that just, or like, just not, it's like stuff that you could avoid, you know, that is brought oh. up and that is avoidable. And that just leaves me as a viewer who is a fan of this idea of like a dual mermaid person life angry you know yeah, um it, yeah. now this sequence uh, this the song they sing this is all wrapped up very quickly all this that we've been saying is like happens bing bing boom um sebastian sings so in the part of down to the sea uh it, there's like kind of like a main part and then the part that they sing underwater and this ending song is like a bigger part of this um and like the undersea part right you, you yeah. know what i mean yeah it's like a reprise of the opening, but only the second yes. part of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is called Here on the Land and Sea, which, yeah. And then, again, this brings, like, the point of, like, these two worlds can be one that was never brought up again in the movie until since the beginning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah. And now, this is, the animation here looks rushed for the most part. However... There are a couple of shots, I think, are like the best shot, shot, thing shot, 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 shot. <laughs> in the movie. Now, uh, I'm going to follow a little David Sims here. Um, there's a shot where like Ariel jumps into the water and so does Eric. And they just have like a really good kiss. You know, like it's just a good oh. kiss. Like an on-screen yeah. kiss? You like an animated smooch? Yeah, it's just a good one, and it's and it's like the one thing in this movie that looks good. Like the white looks nice. They yeah. don't look. Their faces aren't weird. Like for whatever reason, it's just like one thing is the best looking thing in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I maybe the animators just love smooching. Maybe that's the all the budget went to went into that, and then nothing else. There's also a shot of like Ariel and Melody swimming. Like it's. Bird's eye view, them like with their backs on the water, you know, so they're like floating um, on their mm -hmm. backs and they kind of like swim past each other going in opposite directions. And I think the way the water looks there and just kind of generally, I think that also looks very good. And there's a shot similar to that at the beginning of the movie with just melody of the same like bird's eye view thing. Um, mm -hmm. And that those like both look good. Like the water looks good. Um, th their faces look good. And I just don't know why it's not repeated anywhere else in the movie you know yeah i don't know no, this um, one, it's odd they get, it's... they get grimsby in the water too you get him in there the There's dog rainbow. yeah max is there um triton does another rainbow like he does at the end of the first movie and it's you know, one trick boom one oh. trick the, the rainbow thing and then we get credits with um a cover of part of your world yeah which weird i the lady who sings it is some country singer can i can i say something that you're gonna hate me for mm -hmm. 
a song I find very just annoying, even in the original. <laughs> do you? You're, you're do gonna you kill me. You're... No, I, I, I can. Do you think it's because of how often people sing it? Like it's become. It's almost. It's not. It is nowhere near the levels of like "Let It Go," but like in the sense of like a musical theater, like it's like it's like people's favorite song to sing karaoke or be like Disney song. I think it's in a part of your world, right? Like it's become such a thing. Like you think it's that. I think it's that, and then it relies so heavily on her constantly asking, "What is that again?" and like all of that. Like I'm <laughs> okay, just that's like where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> it just it frustrates me so much. Like I get it; it works in the movie, the original movie. And I think it is just because people sing it a lot and then hearing another mm -hmm. person sing it, I'm just like, you know what those are. You're not the mermaid. Ariel was the mermaid. <laughs> well, she, has, she doesn't sing it in this movie. Um... Yeah, and it's like, like in the original movie, it's like, yeah, okay, she can ask, what does fire do? It burns. But you theater kids at this karaoke bar cannot ask that. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I do agree. I, I find that annoying when like girls just sing it. Um... And I get why. I don't know. It's like a let it go thing. Like it's a good song, but it's been kind of been ruined by how much it's everywhere. Um, yeah, oh, it I'm works thinking... in the movie. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, again, like I'm surprised. Like Melody didn't. I guess for a moment is kind of like her want song. But like, even like at the beginning of the movie when she's like swimming and she's not supposed to, like give her a song. You know. Yeah, she good doesn't have a full solo. Like, she has want song. No, she yeah. has a duet. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, some interesting credits I noted. The thing with the directors, um, like I said, Australia, Vancouver, and Toronto did most of the animation. Oh, also um, Wang Film Productions, which is a Taiwanese animation company, also did work on mm. this. Um, interesting, so I, I watch the credits, usually not expecting I'll notice anybody's names because you know it's just like name after name after name. However, I actually did notice a name this time, and I was like, I know that person. Um, mm. Abby Meberson, who is Australian, worked on this film mm. with the Australian department as an in-between artist. Sam, have you ever seen what? The Pocket Princesses? Uh, no, Pocket so Princesses. So they were big on Tumblr, and now she has an Instagram, and, you know, I'm, I don't know if they're still on Tumblr or not. But basically, she drew the princesses in scenarios as if they were all living together, right? Um, mm. And it'd be like... Trying to think, Ariel taking a bath and Cinderella being mad that she had to clean up after her because there's so much water everywhere, right? Kind of like humorous situations, or like some of the princesses giving side eyes to the other ones for talking to animals so much. You know, like they're little comics. Let me find one and send it to you. I, I'm looking at them. I'm looking at right, them. You, you found them? Yeah. So, yeah, she draws those. Like that's how I discovered her, right? Like she became very, um, like there's like these, these have a big following basically. Um, and so when I saw her name, I was like, Oh shit, that's the girl. And like, they become so popular that like Disney kind of adopted them in a way. Um, like Hasbro made a line of toys based on the designs she uses, like the way she draws them. Really? Yeah. And I think she still works in animation. So I was like, I was like kind of cool. I was like, Hey, that's, you know, she's been working on this for a while, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's like every, um, person drawing fan art's dream i feel like yeah well she's i guess she's also like a professional artist who has worked with disney in the past so well, right but to have your thing be like cannibalized into the actual thing is 
I actually think crazy. the popularity of this too is kind of. Um, I mentioned a bit earlier, I think on a different episode, how like Disney had this rule where like the Disney princesses could not interact with each other on merchandise. Like they could, when Roy did, that was like Roy Disney's one rule for when they were all franchised together, right? Like they never look at each other. Um, and yeah, that yeah. was the golden thing until recently with Wreck-It Ralph 2, right? And I think the yeah. pocket princesses were part of that like cultural demand of people wanting to see the princesses in more relaxed situations and interacting with each other. So. Yes. Yeah. So that's my perspective as like a Disney fan on the internet from like 2011, nah, 2010 to like now. But yeah, so it's interesting. I, that you worked on this, you know? I trust your judgment on how popular these were. <laughs> just even looking at them, they give me big Wreck It Ralph 2 vibe. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, you know, I was active in the Disney Tumblr scene. So yeah. Um, what else? I'm trying to think anything else I noticed. Like, I think the end of, or the most of these sequels is like a little shout out to the people who originally worked on this film. Um, mm -hmm. Toon Studios is around the corner. That's in 2003 when they officially become that. Uh, so this is still produced by Walt Disney Television Animation at the end. It gets that credit. Mm. Um, and I guess, I don't know, this, I guess we can talk about the legacy now. This has an interesting legacy because Disney doesn't like to acknowledge Melody, I think. Um, yeah, I was curious about that. Little Mermaid 2 merch. Um, Except, oh, are except, we gonna get pin talk? We're gonna get a little pin talk. Um, Pins. <laughs> listeners, if you don't know, Disney has this, um, the, there are these things called Disney pins. Um, they are collectible pins that Disney puts out for different holidays, uh, based on different movies, etc. They People get very intense about them. You trade them in the parks. Uh, you can trade them with cast members or you can trade them with other people. And at least in Disneyland, people get very intense about it. They're a little section of Frontierland where people just bring books and books because they're like specialty made books to keep your pins in. Um, Jeez. Um, and they will just like, sit there on these like certain like area of benches and trade with people. There's like limited edition, like some pins cost hundreds of dollars. Oh my gosh. Um, I have a couple pins. I wonder if they're worth anything. <laughs> well, unless they're WDIs, there's like this whole thing. There's a store that only Disney employees can shop at um, in the Glendale. Heck? And they release very nice looking pins with like often very obscure, not obscure. There are definitely like, uh, there are characters that show up more in pins than other characters. So, like there's a lot of Tinkerbell pins. There's a lot of Peter Pan pins. Um, a lot of like the main princesses, like Cinderella, uh, Slow right. Sleeping Beauty. Anyways, you know, there's like different characters who are more popular, but the WDI store will often release these like really nice sets with like maybe characters who show up less in pins, like Meg from Hercules or Esmeralda or Kida, et cetera. And they had this whole profile series of basically every hero or heroine from Disney movies in like profiles. Um, they're very big and they're oh. very nice and they're LE250 and they can cost up to like $500 on eBay. Jeez. Correct. Uh, it's insane. Wow. Anyways, Disney pins. Uh, like I said, they often, it's like a big thing. Uh, they often do these, they often do Disney pins for holidays. Um, let me pull it up here. Right. That makes the sense. The interesting thing with Little Mermaid 2 and pins is that it's because there's a dearth of mothers who aren't dead um, mm. <laughs> uh, in <laughs> Disney movies. Um, so Mother's Day, do they? Yeah, they're so surprisingly i think most of the disney sequels don't have 
um, pins because, well, also pins became like formalized in like 2002. Um, so mm -hmm. it's surprising that Little Mermaid 2 actually has some. Uh, there was one released with like a pack of other, like, it was like a weird pay-per-view promotion thing. But there are two others. There's one that is World's Best Mom, which is not explicitly Mother's Day, but I can probably, I would suspect it's, you know, Mother's Day related because it's an yeah, earlier probably. pin. Um, and a cast member exclusive pin from 2008, mm. I think. Or is it eight or six? Let me check. Um, eight, 2008, which is, you know, that's a while, you know? Yeah. For grandparents' day. Oh, and is it Triton? Yeah, it's, you know, it has, uh, I can send it to you now. It's Triton, Elodie, and uh, Ariel all hanging out on a rock as mermaids. Um, yeah, it's just like an interesting thing. I don't know. It's because there's not many grandparents in Disney films. So I guess they had to be like, oh, I don't know. Who's a grandparent? Triton? <laughs> I guess we'll yeah. use him and Melody. Um, huh. Yeah, other than that, I don't. I don't think Disney likes to acknowledge this very much, <laughs> unfortunately. I. No, I'm curious. Can I get a pin of Pongo? Oh yeah. Let me. I, can I want now. Pongo. There's. There's almost certainly a Pongo pin. Actually, I, I got to get the Pongo pin. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's. I mean, yeah. 101 Dalmatians. I think is. I don't know. I, 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 there's probably a lot of Cruella Deville pins and of the puppies. But surely there's a Pongo one, too. Um, I just sent you the one in the chat. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, really, so the interview with the director of the movie that I found, where he also said that the other guy didn't co-direct co the movie. Um, mm -hmm. It was interesting because somebody asked him, like, you know, how, how do people, like, interact with the movie to you? Mm -hmm. And he says, I have little girls who come up to me and say, like, I love that movie so much. And then he goes, well, yeah, it's because you love the original movie. And then they go, no. I only like the sequel. <laughs> but I guess if you're oh. a kid, it checks. But then I wonder the veracity of that because I—he's not someone you, like. What are the? What is the situation where he's out and about and somebody sees him and goes, "You are the director of Little Mermaid 2. Yeah, I was about little to girl, say. Nonetheless, <laughs> no little girl is going to be like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's the Jim. guy who created Melody." It's Jim. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there's like situations where like, I don't know, somebody says like, the director of Little Mermaid 2 is there and some girl goes, who goes like, I love the movie. Um, but the way he said it made it sound like girls will come up to me on the street and just thank me for the Little Mermaid 2. Everyone's always thanking me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I mean, this does, I think this is one of the more fondly remembered ones. Like if we're considering nostalgia factor, I know uh, my friend Christina really um, likes this movie a lot. Uh, I liked this movie a lot, even though I can see it's not very well made. Um, yeah. It's one of those movies on Letterboxd that has like five stars and stuff from people being like, we love this movie, you know? Yeah. I think even yeah. though it may be not a great movie, I think it is one of the more fondly remembered ones. Yeah. That's, that's Little Melody's legacy, being the only kid and, you know, being an inspiration for girls who want to be mermaids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I like, you know, just pure character design. I like how she has black hair like Eric. Yeah. I she, like it, that. it is a, It is a good design. And she's not, even though she does look a lot like Ariel, um, you know, she has like Eric's eyebrows too, kind of, you know? Yeah. yeah. Good it's melding. It's, it is a very good melding. Um, yeah. I don't so, know. yeah. 
That's that's the Little Mermaid two. Return to the sea. It returned to the sea. We went down to the <laughs> sea. <laughs> yeah, for a moment, I thought this movie was really going places. Just yeah. for a moment. Yeah. For a brief moment, yeah. and uh, yep. Mm -hmm. I'll give you mm -hmm. points. Um, right. <laughs> Not as good as. Sorry, I'm tired. Book. Yeah, I'm hoarse. All right. Uh, yeah, next week we are doing Lady and the Tramp Two, Scamps Adventures, I believe it's called. Scamp. Scamps Adventures, yes, about the son, Scamp. the son of Lady and the Tramp. Scamp. <laughs> you keep saying that. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, we're always terrible at ending. <laughs> I don't know, and I guess. Next week's episode should be interesting because I think this was the first one that produced a lot of backlash. But yes, save that um, for next week. Thank you for listening. You can follow us at Vaulting the Walt on Twitter. Um, subscribe and review us if that is so your fancy. Tell us about your friends if they want to also to know more about Disney sequels. Write us um, reviews. And... Tweet at us. Yeah. Give All us fan art. What would your mermaid Give us look like? <laughs> Every week we're asking for fan art and we only ever got the one, which we still appreciate. Patient. It's awesome. Yeah. It's just um, funny. And, uh, <laughs> just remember to go down to the sea. I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. Oh no!